Sam Lane and Matt Williams Hitting the ground running, talking about America's pastime It's twice as nice It's the Turn 2 Podcast My oh my Put me in coach, I'm ready to play fantasy I know I turn two in a day, but the lace isn't hot in my veins. I can turn two in every way, so I turn to you two today and smash play. I'm prepared to listen. The X flipping whip got me looking way past the pitches. Statistics all that I know, and I know that who is on first, he can say I'm ready to go. <laughs> I ain't trying to steal second or third, cause I wanna win first. How am I to put all of these numbers to words? I know the terms from A to Z, it's like a gift and a curse. I know the difference between a splitter and a curb, but if I can't put it in the points, man, then what's it worth? I need the truth, I need knowledge. Found this podcast with all of it, but what they call it? Turn two, turn two, what it do? Win leaks, catch out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Turn 2 Podcast. This is a special episode. We're going to be going over some over-under totals if you're into betting. Uh, Sam is not here with me. I'm still hosting Matt Williams, uh, but I'm here joined by my host on the DF Statistics Podcast, Mr. Scott Show. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. I'm excited for baseball season. We've, we've, we've finished all the preliminaries for the most part. We've got all the big names signed uh, with maybe one or two medium-sized exceptions. Things are ready to go. Let's let's get this season started. And let's keep it stateside, all right? Enough of this overseas two-game series stuff. And a week before the other rest of the games. What is uh, that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, what is that? Uh, if anyone's not familiar with Scott, he uh, he works for me over at ffstatistics.com. If you're into some fantasy football, we talk DFS, again, on the DF Statistics. Uh, Sam's got some prior engagement, so we're going to be knocking this out because we're more about the betting side of things. And um, we're just going to get it started uh, going division by division with the AL East Starting off with maybe one of the best teams in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, yeah, if we're, if we're going golf scoring and uh, low, <laughs> low scores win, definitely. Definitely top contender here. Yeah, Baltimore, man, uh, tough times uh, for, for, uh, for Charm City there. It is uh, – it's looking rough for them. <laughs> um, so their, their over-under total um, uh, for 2019 is sitting at 59 and a half. That's after winning 47 last year. Uh, Really quickly, you know, not a lot of, um, you know, big movement from the end of the roster last year. Uh, Caleb Joseph's gone. Adam Jones is gone. Obviously, they lost. They traded Machado away uh, last year. Um, They've brought in some not great names. Traded uh, traded Kevin Gaussman. Yeah, Gaussman's gone. Just so everyone can follow along. They won 47 games last year. 47, everybody. And they have traded... During a half a season, they had Manny Machado. They had Kevin Gaussman for a half a season. They traded them. They lost Adam Jones. <laughs> um, and two Rule 5 players are going to make this team. And the over-under is a 59 and a half. They won 47. They lost all their good players. The over-under is a 59 and a half. So just so everyone's keeping up with this. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm gonna take the under. I mean, 59 and a half is a is a low win total, but man, I, I don't see how Baltimore gets gets to 60. See, all right, this it should be a slam dunk under, right? I 
it, I agree with you, but 47 was just so bad. It's like they played below how bad they should have been. I mean, I they were 47 last year. They only got worse. The rest of the division is even or better. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. I'm going to take the under. They are so crappy. It's not like they're going to go out and sign somebody. They're going to probably end up, you know, just being worse and worse. I mean, their number three pitcher in the rotation, I think, is uh, Andrew Kashner. Number three. Um, Jonathan Villar may be the only person in their lineup who wouldn't bat ninth for another team. It's, I mean, it's, it's ugly. It's really well. Uh, Mancini is 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 a is a decent player. Yeah, um, if he's but, got a good lineup around him. Um, but yeah, but no, I mean, the rest yeah, of really, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm most a bunch team, of mess. I'm, on a good team though, he's he's batting seventh. Bat, or I mean, an American League team, he's batting eighth. You know, like in a decent. I, I would think in a decent lineup. Yeah, but, no, he's he's definitely not. Um, you know, anywhere in that top six. Uh, in a good lineup, but you know, he's he's probably the only one. Uh, given age and um, you know track record, that I, like if you were another team and you were looking at like those starters, I mean, like would you really want any of these other guys? Um, <laughs> I know, you know third uh, Trumbo, clean up Chris Davis. I mean, how many strikeouts oh, are they gonna have? God, uh, four hundred, you know, between <laughs> the two. Um, and that's uh, actually, I'll, I'll you know, Davis. Um, the only thing that's gonna prevent him from from breaking his own record is if they do the same kind of thing where they just give him a bunch of mercy time off so that he just doesn't, you know, look that terrible all the time. Um, they'll at least have the fans that do show up will have at least like an occasional break from watching him flail helplessly. Mm-hmm. And, to re- and to also reiterate, two Rule Five guys are gonna be on this team, folks. That means that uh, if you're not, oh, I'm sorry, three. It looks like three Rule Five guys are going to make this team. Oh. If you're not familiar with the Rule Five draft, it happens during the winter meetings at the very end of the week. Every team has to uh, has to uh, protect a certain amount of players on the 40 man roster. Um, when a player reaches a certain amount of time in the minor leagues, you have to protect them. People that you just draft are early on in their career, you do not have to. When it gets a certain level, you do have to. It's just it's just so you don't you know um, hog all of your prospects and and just keep them in the minors. So. If another team um, wants to draft the player away from you, they can pull them. Um, but the rule is you have to keep them on your major league roster the entire season. If at any point you take them off, you send them back to the other team. You sell them back for like you know some minimal amount of money. Um, so the Orioles have three guys that they are planning to carry on their roster. Rule five. Their starting shortstop, their starting shortstop is a Rule 5 player. A team, uh, a player that another team um, was in their lower minors, and this team, and this guy, they decided that they were just going to keep him in the majors the entire year. They also have, uh, that's Richie Martin, uh, backup uh, batter Drew Jackson, and someone in their bullpen, Pedro uh, Araj- Arujo. I'm, I'm butchering Nailed that it. horribly. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, I nailed it. I, maybe I got it right. Who knows? But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, three Rule 5 guys. That's I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, well, and I, you know, you we're know, spending way too much Gibbons, time on the Orioles. Oh yeah, yeah. Givens could be dealt. <laughs> I mean, the, some of these like guys could be dealt as like you know depth for some other teams later on too. And like you know, we're talking some of like the semi competent players. Uh, this this is a terrible team. Um, I don't think they're going to lose more than they did last year. But there's I don't think they're going to win sixty. Like I would see them, you know, in the low fifties. I think is is their 
is, is, is their best case scenario. By the way, regular fantasy, there are a couple of interesting people on there. Just real quick. I mean, Jonathan Villar obviously had a really good season last year. He could be a trade candidate for them to possibly get some assets back. Um, Cedric Mullins, Chance Cisco, uh, you know, Mullins center field, Cisco a catcher, a couple of young guys who could turn out to be something, but it's not going to help their chances this year. Okay. Uh, 59 and a half under. Yeah, under. All right, moving on to the Boston Red Sox, an actually good team. Uh, they won 108 games last year, and their over-under this year is set at 94.5, uh, just because winning 108 games is pretty damn hard to do. Yeah, um, you know, they really didn't have a, a super busy offseason. Uh, you know, they, they kept some of their own in-house free agents. Pe- Steve Pierce is back. Nate Eovaldi's back. Um, they lost some of the bullpen guys. Um, you know, Kelly's gone. <laughs> some, of, gone. some of the bullpen guys. Yeah, I mean, listen, they it's lost not, their, it's They lost great. their bullpen. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing is, uh, Kelly, the numbers looked fine, but nobody he – was, he was great for the first month and a half, was a fucking mess for the majority of the middle of the season and even close to the end of the season and, you know, was able to recoup some of his value, you know, at the very end in the playoffs. Um, but there were guys, honestly, the, the best guy in that bullpen, um, was, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. He was, uh, was Brazier who was a complete unknown heading into the season. He'd come back, I think from, uh, the Japanese league, um, and, you know, had a very short track record, um, you know, in the minors from before when he went. But he was, uh, you know, a great find. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 the pen concerns me. Uh, full disclosure, I am a Red Sox fan. I'm taking the under on this. I'm actually expecting um, a bit of a, a correction from last year where just everything went right for them. You know, they did have some injury concerns, but nothing really seemed to slow that team down. Um you know, I, I there's there's a lot of guys on there that are kind of short term health concerns that, um, you know, could come back and and if it happens again this year, you know, maybe this isn't uh, the year where you know the team just doesn't miss them. You know, they had you know Xander was kind of hurt off and on last year. Mookie Betts missed a couple of weeks. Um, you know, Devers was you know hurt uh, off and on. You know, they had a lot of guys that uh, were kind of in and out a, a little bit. Nothing like major aside from Bajoria, but. Um, yeah, listen, just everything went right. They won 108 games. Like, you're not going to repeat that. And I think even 94, I think 95 is going to be really tough, uh, given, uh, I think what, you know, New York did to improve. Um, I, it's, I, th- I think it's just going to be a tough road for them. Uh, they got a little bit of the, the year after, um, you know, hangover that's going to hit. Um, you know, I, I think they're still going to be a competitive team, but I, I think their low 90s is, is kind of where I'm expecting them to settle. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with you. Um, I am going to take the over only because I think they're a little bit worse than last year. I mean, I think Brazier is actually very good. Uh, he, he's nursing an injury right now. If they do not get Kimbrel, which by the way, they still could, uh, the smart money is the smart money's probably on him going to the Cubs. Uh, but if he comes back, that would obviously alter this. Uh, Brazier, I think, will end up being the closer over Barnes once everything shakes out. I think at some point in the season, Brazier will be the closer if they oh. end up even going with one. If they're smart, yeah. Barnes, great eighth eighth inning guy, great setup guy, just I don't think can handle the closer role. We've seen him do it um, mm-hmm. a few times here and there the last few years, and he just can't handle it. He just hey. is not mentally built to do it. I don't Something think. you cannot throw out of hand is Henry Mejia could end up being a very big part of your bullpen come yes. the end of the season. Yeah, he's, no, looked good uh, in, he's looked good in spring training, and you know, there's no questioning the results he's had in the past. Obviously, I think he's been, I think he's been banned from baseball three times. 
but yep. he's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I think he's. What got to be one away from a lifetime ban, right? Like that's got to be. I thought he was banned. I mean, I thought I thought he was banned twice, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, not uh, not banned enough times, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, no. But you know, he really has. He's looked really good in spring training, and yes, he will probably yes. enter into their plans at some point. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the over only because. Uh, I still believe in, um, you know, Xander Bogart started working on his launch angle last year. I know that's a really, you know, trendy thing to say, Mm -hmm. but um, I think he'll continue his upswing a little bit. Rafael Devers, I think, is actually still due for breakout. I I think he's just tremendous. Uh, Mitch Moreland is probably due to become Mitch Moreland again. I think last year he hit a little bit over his head, Um, but I I think the lineup uh, is is still just a tremendous lineup, and... um, the starting pitching is still going to be fine. Chris Sale, obviously, he's starting to show signs of breaking down down the stretch. But I think Eduardo Rodriguez is 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 also set for a uh, another really big step forward. Uh, a big thing will be Sale's uh, health and Eovaldi's health. But for now, I think Toronto's worse than last year. We'll see what they do with their rookies. I think Tampa Bay will be worse than last year, and Baltimore is obviously one of the two worst teams in baseball. So I'll, I'm going to go over with Boston. All right, fair enough. All right, moving right on to the hated New York Yankees. Unless you're a Yankees fan. If you don't like the Yankees, you hate the Yankees. Uh, last year, they won 100 on the dot. And their over-under this year is 96 and a half. Uh, the major changes for them. Uh, nothing. They didn't really lose anything they didn't want to lose. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon, they picked up for uh, just a fill-in. And he's out of here now. Um, Sonny Gray, they wanted to get rid of and did get rid of. The, the big news is, you know, they've brought in uh, uh, everyone who you could bring in for the pen. Adam Adovino is now there. Zach Britton is now there, uh, you know, to go with uh, Aroldis Chapman and um, Dylan Patances. Yeah, Dylan Patances. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. Um, they have the best uh, bullpen in baseball, if you can, can question it. And they brought in James Paxton. So... I mean, it's going to be close. You know, they, they, Vegas sets these lines for a particular reason. But uh, I think that Gary Sanchez will come out of his hole. Uh, Aaron Judge will um, get over, you know, the injuries that held him back a little bit. He'll go back to probably juggernaut status. Um, and I think I'm going to take the over here as well. I expect them and Boston to be at the very top of this, um, a little over that. It is really, really close, though. Yeah, I'm... I, I'm gonna take the over, but yeah, I'm I'm right with you. I think uh, 98, 99 is probably um, you know about where they'll, where they'll end up. Um, yeah, you know, on paper, a lot of those moves, um, like you said, none of the losses really hurt them, and a lot of the uh, you know the additions are were really really good. The biggest um, loss is the questionable health of Severino at this point. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know they, you know they they're gonna they're gonna be without DD for the full you know for for part of the year, but you know you bring in Tulo who you know isn't who he used to be, but is still a very useful player. Um, and you're right, that bullpen is just absolutely filthy. I mean they were they were good before Ottavino was in the mix, um, but to have you know yeah Chapman and Britton uh, who both can close, um, you know Batances has stepped in and, hey, and even Chad you know, Green, Tom, Tommy Conley, these guys will be setup guys, yeah. main setup yep. guys elsewhere. They're great. Yep, definitely. So it's it's a really really tough tough pen. I mean like yeah you you can you can kind of uh, you know 
poo-poo some of the starters, um, you know, and even Paxton, you know, you're you're really you're you're kind of dreaming if you're expecting to get a full full season out of him. But um, man, that's it's a really good lineup. That's a really they're going to hit a ton. And if you if you've got a you know if you're down two runs uh, after the sixth inning, you're probably not going to win that game. Yep. Yeah. The bullpen is everything for them. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll both go over there. Uh, next, Tampa Bay. They obviously had a magnificent season last year. Probably played a little bit over their heads, um, you know, going the with the opener constantly. Um, they obviously had the reigning – they have the reigning AL Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, still there. Um, but they won 90 last year. Their over-under this year is 84 and a half. Oh, man. This is this is a tough one. Um, I, know, like I, I like I like yeah, uh, God. 84 and a half is tough. I love, you know what the thing is? I love that trade they made, which was one of the worst one-sided trades I've seen in recent memory when they ditched <laughs> Archer, who, who's fine, by the way. I think he's actually going to be okay in Pittsburgh. But they gave up Glass now and Meadows, and even the th- player to be named later was phenomenal. I mean, I love that trade for them. Tommy Pham's coming back. I mean, I don't know about 84 and a half. With that, with all the opener stuff, because I mean, how many starting pitchers do they really have? Snell, Morton, and Glass now, and that's it, right? That's pretty much it, yeah. So I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you think? Ah, <laughs> oh, God, you know, uh, it's tough for me to be objective about this because you know, again, as a Red Sox fan, I I see a lot of the Rays, um, and they're just a team that's just hard to completely discount. Like you don't know how they do it, but they just win these games. They win games. Um, and they win a lot of games. They really don't have a lot of business winning. Um, whether that gets them over the 84 and a half number, I don't know. Um, I think they could. I think they could end up um, right around, uh, right on the fringe of, of hunting for that second wild card, um, you know, slot. Um, they could settle around like I think maybe 88, 87 would be like the upper limit for them. I think they could get there. I'll go slightly over on this. I'm I'm going under, uh, only because what, they are one injury away from dropping ten games if they lose even one of their key pieces. I mean, they're a team that needs to be whole in order to do this. Um, and I'm gonna go under. I think it's a fair over under to be honest. I'm not saying they're oh, gonna yeah. be way under. I think it's a totally fair number, but I think they they just fail to get there. Um, the 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 opener stuff is. You know, not going to fly again, I don't think, because, you know, I mean, the main guy they used it for is now pitching for the Marlins um, and Sergio Romo. I mean, Ryan Yarbrough got away with a lot of stuff last year. And I don't, I just, uh, yeah, I'm going to go the under here. The uh, I think they're going to get uh, exposed a little bit. Um, Joey Wendell is, is probably due for some regression. I know a lot of people love him. Mike Zunino, everyone's counting on a change of scenery uh, to change, turn him to his career around. Yeah, I mean, not he, really gonna. he is like the latest poster child for, oh, catching prospects develop later. Uh, you know, yeah. as long as they they show those tools, uh, you know, you, you have to give them all the chances for those to emerge in the major league level. But, I mean, Zunino's had so many chances and mm-hmm. it's just disappointed every time i mean it wouldn't surprise me if he, he turned around a little bit but no, I, to that to but what if he does i don't think it'll be enough to a degree where it'll matter austin meadows i like him as a prospect 
last year in his rookie season, I think he played a little bit above his head also, like so many rookies do that, uh, you know, the pitchers are seeing them for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be due for a little bit of a sophomore slump himself. And then that really leaves you with the only consistent hitter on that team is Tommy Pham. So again, 84 and a half. I'll go, I'll go the under just because there's too many, I have too many doubts. I mean, you know, you, you want to say he's consistent? I mean, looking at uh, no, I mean, the way some I of mean, his splits uh, worked out <laughs> I, last year. I kind of meant the only guy you can kind of consistently rely on to be your hitter. I mean, he he's the only guy where, I, why don't we just say, he's the only guy that I would say you could count on to be to be a good hitter the entire season, I guess, is, is okay. I guess what I'm getting at. I, I, mean, I could buy into that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, under for me. <laughs> I, I think I think Kiermaier's consistent, but he's consistently meh. <laughs> meh. Yeah, good fielder, meh. Kind of like Juan Lagares. Oh, great on the fielder, Mets. but, uh, whoa, yeah. you know, man. Moving and, on. <laughs> and that leaves us with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, 73 wins last year. And uh, the over-under this year, it's set at 74.5. They're basically the same squad. Uh, well, they, um, do they have any like young guys coming up that maybe people think will help boost their win total? I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about it. I don't know what to make of what they'll do. I mean, one would assume that Vlad will be up before June, <laughs> but you don't know because this team is so terrible. There's actually no reason to bring him up before June other than people wanting to burn the GM at the stake. Um, their their Listen, if, rotation... If he, if, he, if he didn't feel the need to bring him up at the end of last year... Yeah. I don't think he's going to really, uh, you know, have his feet to the fire for the first few months here. I mean, they have so many guys that could help them immediately in the minor leagues. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's just say you put here's their lineup, and I'm going to put Vlad in it. Okay. Uh, leading off, Billy McKinney, batting second. Lords Guriel batting third. Justin Smoke batting cleanup. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as he should bat cleanup right out of the gate. I don't know if he will. Batting fifth, Kenji Morales sixth. Randall Grichek. Kevin Pillar, Freddie Galvis, and Danny Jansen. I'll say this. Still not think, a very I good I think Vladdy, in that lineup, slots better as the two-hitter. Because then you just you still have Smoke doing Smoke things. You still have <laughs> well, you definitely want You definitely things. would want to get Vlad as many at-bats as humanly possible. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Vladdy should be the two-hitter immediately. Um, and then you could just have, you know, the kind of power or nothing uh, combo of Smoke and Grichik. Uh, and then, I mean, I guess Morales will get thrown in the mix there too, but yeah, I mean, I yeah. think smoke could hit 25 to 30 home runs. Morales oh, could hit 25 he definitely to 30. Has. He, they could definitely 30. all have the power to do that. Yeah. yeah. Like all those guys could, you know, could slot between 25 and 40 easily. The, the main um, thing is here besides Pilar, the only guy who's getting on base would be Vlad. This is a very low on base team. Yeah. And they're starting rotation is just so bad um marcus stroman matt shoemaker aaron sanchez ryan borricky and clayton richard i mean aaron sanchez and marcus stroman have obviously shown flashes in the past if i had to say with all of my gut i'd say they don't have a number three starter on the team i'll say if if buckholtz is healthy he had some really effective stretches last year, and then of course he got hurt because that's just what he does. Yep. But when he's healthy, uh, he's actually still a very effective pitcher. Like he he slots in really nicely as a number three starter um, for the you know fifteen starts that he'll be healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, how many how many wins do you think he'll get that Ken Giles doesn't blow? 
Oh, you know, I think it would be um, a, a great career achievement if he can get to double digits this year. <laughs> There's just a sidebar on the fact that, yes, Ken Giles is the closer of the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, listen, like three years ago, that's not a bad closer. Uh, yeah, last year things was. have changed. I mean, you know what's funny? <laughs> yeah. Last year, he wasn't actually bad. He's cursed. He's not a bad pitcher. He's cursed. There's a no, difference. you know, he's 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 definitely not as effective, um, you know, as as he once was when, uh, he, you know, he was everybody's, um, you know, uh, closer stash for you know for stretches of of, of the fantasy season, um, but uh, yeah, he's uh, I don't know seventy seventy four and a half. I'm I'm going under just because I think I think there's a legitimate possibility that a starting pitcher for them doesn't reach ten wins. Yeah, I, I'm going under, but you know, it, it, I'll say this: it'll be entertaining by the end of the year, at least. You know, when when Vladdy's up and we all get to watch him. Oh hell thing. yeah! When him and Bichette and Biggio, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be a good team, um, but not now. <laughs> no, <laughs> not I mean now. they 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 could at least be very entertaining by the end of the year. They need to root for Smoke and Stroman. Um, to do well, uh, guys oh, like that, so they, yeah, they trade can trade them. Yes. And Danny Jansen is also another exciting player who, but again, you know, won't help them enough this year to make a difference. All right, so that that takes care of the AL East. Moving on to the AL Central, um, another exciting team, the Chicago mm-hmm. White Sox. They signed Manny Machado, didn't they? Oh no, they <laughs> they, 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 they got all his buddies. Yeah, they got all of his family, all of them. <laughs> Uh, they won 62 games last year, but now with all the with all the great additions made, uh, Yonder Alonso, Kelvin Herrera, Irvin Santana, Alex Colomay, and John Jay. I, I'll tell you this: if this was 2014, murderers row right there. They're doing great. So those are the guys they added, um, and they won 62 games last year. They have the over under right now set at 74 and a half. I don't know where they're doing their math from. Listen, th- there might be some addition via subtraction here because they did lose obviously El Garcia and James Shields so I mean <laughs> I don't know Shields. if that's enough to get them an extra t- you know 13 wins but uh, you know listen it can't hurt to lose what are you James talking about Shields. big game big game James <laughs> uh, more like yeah. for shame James at this point yeah uh, not a ton to like here Yon Makanda Yohan Makanda I I, uh, I don't see a whole lot of uh of positive regression coming in his way in a hurry. Uh, Jose Abreu was Jose Abreu. He's probably going to be a little better than he was last year. Uh, Daniel Palka is a strikeout machine who hits a lot of home runs. Tim Anderson, uh, even with his faults, incre- increased his uh, increased his walk rate, decreased his strikeout rate, and had a very solid year last year. He needs to be actually batting leadoff for this team. And they yeah, plan I, don't, on- I don't get why John Jay is, is slotted in there for them at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't like much uh, of the team. Reynaldo Lopez obviously pitched way above his head. If there's anyone's into advanced metrics, <laughs> I mean, Reynaldo Lopez had a rabbit's foot rammed up his ass last year. Um, this is another team where I would not be surprised if a pitcher failed to get 10 wins. I'm sure someone will, like Lopez or Rodon, like 12 wins with like a 4.3 ERA. But this is another very, very flawed rotation. Um and yeah, easy under for me from the seventy-four and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I I would also uh, heavily hit that under. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about them too much more. No. <laughs> All right, uh, Cleveland Indians. Um, a lot actually changed for them. A lot. Oh, a whole um, bunch. 
and they won 91 games last year. The over under this year is at 90.5, which is funny because there's so much that I'll, I'll hit up what happened and then you can take it over from uh, what we think is going to go forward. Uh, they lost obviously Michael Branley. He's now with Houston after having a solid season. Josh Donaldson was not much of a factor, obviously for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he came over, didn't do much. Now he's down with the Braves. Cody Allen uh, is now gone. He's with the Los Angeles Angels, uh, but they did pick up um, Brad Hand from the San Diego Padres, so he's mm-hmm. been replaced. And then Andrew Miller is now with the Cardinals, so they took a big hit in the bullpen, and Jan Gomes is now catching for the Washington Nationals. They did get Carlos Santana back randomly um, in, uh, in, a, in a trade this offseason, also picked up Jake Bowers, so they have a you know a new first base DH. Yep. And for some reason, Replacing they have Hanley Ramirez. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of that. <laughs> he's he's looked good, though, um, according to stuff where, I've read, at least. Where is he going to play? No idea. I don't <laughs> I don't know why he... Uh, I mean, you would think that they're just going to you know try to flip him or release him or something, because I, I just don't see how where he fits on this team. Yeah, I mean, you're they, not going to put him in the outfield. Like, that's yeah, because Santana and Bowers are pretty much... Cl- I mean, Bowers, I guess, could play the outfield in theory. I, um, I mean, yeah, Santana in theory could too, but that's not really what you want oh, to see. Oh, they actually picked up somebody. They just picked up somebody. Who am I missing? They just signed Cargo. Oh. Which is funny for most teams would not matter at all, but they have a very terrible outfield. I mm. mean, before today, it well, was... Well, it's, uh, it's just a lot of unknowns there. I don't I don't want to say terrible. It's just, it's a lot of unknown quantities oh, as you far know what? as they what actually, you'll get from them. It looks like they actually do have Bowers penciled into the outfield. They have Hanley at DH. Uh, Santana at first, and they have Bowers in the uh, in the outfield. Mm. So the outfield before Cargo is ready is uh, Leonis Martin, uh, Jake Bowers, and Tyler Naquin. So if Cargo is be able to give them anything, that's actually a little bit of a boost. Uh, we'll see what he can do outside of cores, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I don't know with all the uh, with all the losses they had. It looks like an it looks like an easy under to me. This season for me screams underachieving. And then they trade Kluber or Bauer. Well, I was gonna say there's there's the looming trade threat too. Still that you know there's there's still rumors floating around uh, about one or both of those guys. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. They're, they're still I, the I class guess, of the division, no matter what. There's so much oh, better sure, than the other team. But that's not really saying a whole lot. Honestly, well, the one thing I think is though it's the the over under is ninety point five. But the mm. White Sox, the Tigers, Kansas City. I mean, Minnesota oh, is pretty good, but I mean, those other three are three of the worst teams in baseball, and they get to pound on them constantly. So, when you know, just keep in mind with the over/under, it's it's not necessarily how good they are; it's just how yeah. bad their competition is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Given that, I think they could just match last year. I think ninety-one could happen, so I'll go slight over. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard because I think it Minnesota is, is going to do some damage too. They, yeah, I mean they've made some good moves. Um, they're very 5. interesting. Um, Ninety point five leaves a leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I'm taking the under just cause. <laughs> Eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anything? Anything else on Cleveland? Uh, nope. Nope. All right, the Detroit Tigers. Your Detroit Tigers. Well, actually, well, sorry. One more thing. Uh, you know, we we talked about some of the other uh, some of the other teams, just how bad the rotation is. Like, the, we we should at least shout out like this Cleveland rotation is really really good, like top to bottom, oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, really yeah. really good. So uh, yeah, I mean, even if you want to say they were um, completely 
you know, even as far as uh, who is in and who is out with, um, you know, their their lineup, you know, if, you know, Ramirez is great, um, you know, Lindor, when he comes back, um, you know, from, from the calf uh, should still be great. Um, you know, Bowers has, you know, some interesting upside. I mean, they, they could easily do better than they did last year. Um, and, and, you know, if you have... You know, a full full season of good Bauer. Um, another, you know, a full season of Bieber. Um, you know, Carrasco, Clevenger still doing what they do. Kluber still doing what he does. Hey, if they, they if they aren't if they are not the best rotation in baseball, they're in the top three for sure. I mean, yeah. if if not number one, you know, they are. Yeah, they are very legitimate. Yeah, we didn't we shouldn't have downplayed the superstars they had on the team. Yeah. Um, they just uh, they have such a terrible bullpen. Well, you know, listen, you know, maybe they maybe they signed Kimbrell. What do you think about them now? That actually would make a ton of sense. I'd love to see what he ends up doing. Um, if he, if yeah. he goes for a short-term deal, this would be such a great spot for him. Well, I mean, at this point in the in his market, why would you offer him a multi-year deal? No, you can't. That's what I mean. Yeah. So and, I mean, unless unless you're a team that goes down, unless someone goes down with an injury and someone just becomes like super desperate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, which happens. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Detroit Tigers, last year they won 64 games, as terrible teams tend to do, and their over-under this year is 68.5, which is fine. Um, they didn't really lose much. They didn't really gain no. much. No. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is, in theory, going to be healthy for the whole year. He was actually hitting the <laughs> ball pretty well before going down. Um, he, the, thing that, the thing that I was worried about last year was a, a chronic back problem, which actually did not give him issues. He ended up going down with a torn bicep. Uh, but Nick Castellanos, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you yeah, know, it, anytime you get like, uh, you know, a back thing, you start compensating. Things are weird. Your body's yep. off balance. You know, mm. you see that's when you see something else like with like a leg injury or something else pop up. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Well, we're talking about like, you know, this isn't like the Orioles, though. I mean, the lineup is Josh Harrison, Nick Castellanos, Miguel Cabrera, Heimer Candelario and Christian Stewart, who if you don't know his name, um, keep an eye on him. He's very good. Uh they're not terrible. I mean, they're not all. They, they can compete with that lineup every once in a while. The the the, the starting rotation makes me sad. The Matthew, rotation makes me sad. The bullpen makes me sad. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, they won sixty four games. Their over unders at sixty eight and a half. We're just trying to see if they can win. Can are they are they mediocre or are they atrocious? Is kind of what we're talking about right now. Uh, um, and plus, they're probably going to be trading Castellanos at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to say under. I mean, there's no reason for them to, to, to even attempt to win anything. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the under. Uh, they're bad. They're so <laughs> bad. You know what the thing is? They're bad, and the pitchers they do have are all injury prone on top of it. I'll go under as well. Um, I'll go under as well. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman, stinks injury prone. Tyson Ross, stinks injury prone. Matt Moore, stinks injury prone. Daniel Norris, stinks injury prone. I mean, that's not good. (laughs) No, it's it's, it's less than ideal. Yeah. All right, moving on to one of the more interesting teams for a reason they don't want is the Kansas City Royals. (laughs) Uh, They won 58 games last year. Right now they're pegged for 69 and a half. I don't know who the hell is smoking in Vegas who decided they needed an 11-game bump. Uh, but I think this team, I think we talked about this. You may have yes, even asked did. the question. I that, did. 
yeah, we think that there's a legitimate chance that this team steals more bases than their number one pitcher has innings pitched this year. I think it's uh, I mean, I, that's got to be a prop somewhere. Um, if it's not, it should. Because man, it's it's interesting. It's really really interesting. And the only thing, you know, it, it, this team is going to be so bad. There's no reason to not play Hamilton. Um, you know, because at least defensively he's solid. Um, and you know, Montessi, Merrifield, those guys are going to run like crazy. Gordon might start running again. Who knows? Like you know, Solaire, if he's healthy, he'll he'll run a little bit too. Um, I mean, bottom line right now, they have three guys in their lineup that can steal plus 50 bases. Oh, yeah. And if Alex Gordon goes down, which Alex Gordon tends to do, uh, (laughs) Terrence Gore, a guy who could steal 60 bases, jumps into the lineup. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. (laughs) Yeah, um, you'd think that Ricky Henderson was their GM or something. I don't know uh, what they were doing with some of these moves, with some of these acquisitions, but... uh, uh, but going yeah. back going going back to the 58 wins and now the over under is 69 and a half. You cannot steal first base everybody <laughs> with the exception of Whit Merrifield. Uh we don't know enough about Monsey to for give for certain how effective he'll be. Billy Hamilton well, is well you know, documented when, when, his inability prospect, to get on first. When the first thing you talk about with a prospect is speed and then the far from the second thing after that is, um, you know, defense. Uh, that's not a great profile. <laughs> um, that's that sounds exactly like the reports on Hamilton used to be like great speed, a really good defense. Uh, also kind of hit sometimes. I, I um, love Billy Hamilton. I went to the all-star game when it was in city field. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember the, uh, the MVP was Jock Peterson. I believe he had a home run. Billy Hamilton was uh, in the game, and I was so excited to see him, see how this fast guy was in the game. They pinch ran him three times. Like, like I mean, he, he pinch ran, and then he was out. Therefore, he was used. But then they allow him to pinch run again, because who cares? It's the Futures game. But they just kept putting him into steel bases, and it was pretty cool. But, you know, whatever. Bottom line is, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's He is... Honestly, I, I think you could take um, the best hitter off of the top 25... Uh, college teams, or probably even the second best hitter off of like the top twenty-five college teams uh, in Division One, and they're those guys are all better hitters than Billy <laughs> Hamilton. Um, but overall, I mean, they're really not too horrible. I mean, if Mondesi is even half decent, they have Whit Merrifield, who is a very good player. Alex Gordon's serviceable enough. Jorge Soler showed last year that in a full season, he can be all right. Ryan O'Hearn, I actually like quite a bit. Um, listen, you're you're. I'm not saying the points you're making aren't aren't reasonable, but their pitching is so bad. I don't like their pitching is so bad. They're <laughs> we going to have to we score gonna, we seven, eight get, runs a game we at least. Gonna, we were going to get to there. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Listen, I, I don't I don't mean to undercut your argument here, but they they're not going to score enough runs to 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 win the balance of games with this pitching staff. It's just not going to happen. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm taking the under on this one. I can't believe when. Um, Perez, when Salvador Perez went down, this over-under didn't take a hike. Uh, I mean, this is... I mean, they're starting rotation right now. Healthy, as 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 people who are currently <laughs> healthy, is Brad Keller, Jacob Junis, Jorge Lopez, and Homer Bailey. Uh, you know, Danny yeah. Duffy is, is injured. Yeah, um, no fifth starter listed right now. <laughs> so, and, you know, the... the, the uh, the, the bullpen is equally is 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 terrible. I suppose uh, I suppose Ian Kennedy could come in and uh, and, and and spell. Uh, yeah, Ian you know, Kennedy is the only guy game. I think. I think Ian Kennedy is the only guy who has a possibility of maybe getting enough innings pitched to to uh, to go over the stolen base total. And I definitely don't think he's going to do it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, you got to go under, right? I mean, the pitching is so yeah. bad. Yeah. I, it's so I, I, bad. I'm firmly going under. Um, yeah, way under, under. And uh, the next team is the Minnesota Twins, who are very, very cool. I, I think they're they're a little disrespected here with the number. Uh, they're, they Last year, they won 78, uh, 78 games. Uh, and that was obviously with Byron Buxton being no, no help whatsoever. And uh, that's with... Um, What's uh, the guy who's their uh, their big prospect there at third base? So no, they sent him to the yeah, minor leagues. Sano. I mean, he was completely non-factor. Uh, this year, their over/under is set at 80, 84 and a half. They obviously jacked up the lineup. I mean, nothing but power was brought in. Nelson Cruz, Jonathan Shoup. Um, they brought in uh, CJ Crone, um, Marwin Gonzalez. So they the lineup is is looking pretty good. I mean, still a little bit of a suspect. Um, Rotation that you know I would have liked to, for them to go out there and maybe sign one of these guys. I mean Dallas Keuchel's out there that would really send the boost to quite a few teams. You know them being one of them. But mm-hmm. I love the lineup. Jorge Polanco is back. Eddie Rosario I really like. He'll take another step forward. He's been pretty consistent mm-hmm. over the last three years. And Byron Buxton <clears throat> is a total yeah. wild card. Um, yeah. Um, if he ever hits, you know, like he, you know, for a full season like he did in the second half of uh 2017 then um yeah they 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 they've they've there's a reason he's he's still you know considered you know the 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 potential player that he is um even with you know three years now of of pretty sustained failure um but yeah there's still a lot of potential there uh you're right the lineup does look pretty good and and honestly the the I've seen worse starting rotations. I mean, this this it's a collection of just um, you know highly regarded uh, you know prospects and and, and former guys who um, you know looked like you know they were they were set in stone future number two guys or sometimes even number ones. Mm-hmm. But between Jose Barrios, Kyle Gibson, Jake Odorizzi, Michael Pineda, Martin Perez, that's that's a competent one through five. Like none of those guys, you feel great. <laughs> Perez you know, looked good out spring to, training. His, yeah, like none a, of those guys um, are, are great for like a one game playoff, but mm-hmm. they're all solid. His uh, Martin Perez's velocity was actually way up, and Michael Pineda, most people forgot he existed. Um, he his his velocity has been fine too. I mean, their their whole thing will be health, but yeah, they're they're in better position than a lot of teams. I would expect them to be in a very strong hunt for the second uh, wild card, given the division they're playing in. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of consider. Um, you know the the twins are are like the American League you know sleeper version of of not even sleeper just like the trendy pick just kind of like uh, another uh, NL Central team the, the the Reds it's just they made a lot of noise uh, with some of their acquisitions and there's there's some there's a lot of underlying talent uh, in the lineup uh, and it's generating some excitement. I don't um, know. I mean, I don't think it's too. Tr- I don't. I mean, I don't think I like them due to any kind of a trend. I. I, well, do, I, mean, I really it, do it's like just, the players they have. And one thing is I like their bullpen. I think it's underrated. They brought in Blake Parker, who the Angels should have never let go. Um, he's just a better pitcher than Cody Allen. Uh, Trevor May, Addison Reed. Uh, it's it's not a bad it's not a bad bullpen. I mean, for what the Twins well, have to I, work with, and that is I'll such a bad division. Talent-wise, they're, they're good. But, I mean, Parker's not Parker isn't super consistent in that closer role. I mean, there's a reason he he pitched himself out of that role in Anaheim. Um, so I don't know if he's he's really uh, um, the best option for them to start as their closer. I, I think uh, they're probably going to could do a committee. If I have to be honest, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that makes the most sense for them. Um, I mean, they got a lot of guys that have experience with it, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
It's a solid lineup. Um, I think 84 and a half, though. I, I'll go over. I think I think they could grab like 86, 87 win. I think they can do that in that division. I mean, yeah, Detroit, uh, Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago, White Sox. They get to play them so much. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go over. I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, way over. But yeah, I think they can get to to you know 87, 88. And they are they are a team with some um, some tradable assets where if they need to trade for a pitcher they do have the ability to do it um but you know you can't obviously count on that when making these bets um so that does it for the al central moving on to the al west houston astros uh they won 103 games last year uh they their movement was a little interesting um they're they're over under this year by the way is 96 and a half they uh signed michael brantley which is you know he has he's had health concerns, but he played through the entire season last year. Uh, they obviously lost Marwin Gonzalez, who they didn't really need. They lost Charlie Morton. Um, that's the big hole they have is starting pitching right now. Um, they let Charlie Morton go. They were counting on Josh James to be in that rotation. Uh, they uh, he had a little bit of an injury at the uh, like I think a quad injury in the beginning of. Spring training, I don't know if uh, maybe that's wrong, quad or hamstring, something like that. That took him out. Yeah, I don't remember. That took him out. Um, so then they were forced to sign Wade Miley and then take Colin McHugh and Brad Peacock out of their stellar bullpen. And they're now being both penciled in for a rotation spot, which actually makes their bullpen a little weaker. Um, not that it's bad. Still, Roberto Ozuna, Presley, Rondon, Will Harris, Davinsky, a great bullpen. Uh, but that's the whole thing with them is they, they do not have the same rotation they did last year. And getting to 103 wins is hard anyway. Um, but the rest of the division got a little worse you know, also. I mean, you got to expect Oakland to take a step back. Uh, the Angels have one of the worst rotations in baseball. And Seattle gutted their entire team. So mm-hmm. 96 and a half is tough to say the over, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, yeah. Um I mean, what 103 wins, and they did it with Altuve and Correa not even being close to themselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go over as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go over. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I do worry a little bit, you know, at some point, you know, Verlander, he's he's... He's been good for so long. Uh, you worry if he slips a little bit. Uh, you worry that, you know, if he slips a little and if Cole regresses a little bit, um, then, yeah, they're all of a sudden they are in really rough shape. Um, yeah, no, I hear you there. Remember, they do have Josh James is in their tool bag. They got um, – yeah. they do have um, – who am I missing? The uh, Their big prospect. Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 pitching. Um, oh, yeah. Why can't I think oh. of him off the top of my head? Uh, Force Whitley. Um, oh. I mean, he, he'll have a limited, obviously, innings, but he'll be up this year at some point to help them one yeah. way or another. Um, and, you know, I mean, Verlander, I, you could, I could see, you know, one time, one time the year is going to come where he slips, but this year he's a free agent and he just seems to me like a guy who could game up and uh, he's going to go get these, his one, his final contract. And something just tells me Justin Verlander is uh, pissed he didn't win the Cy Young. He's about to be a free agent. Get that one last payday. I'm expecting a good year out of him. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the rest of this division is very sad. Uh, the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. Hey, they made some headlines today, didn't they? They, they certainly did. Uh, man, we, we talked a little bit about this, and we don't have to go in full detail, but I'll just say Mike Trout is possibly the most loyal superstar I've ever seen in my lifetime. There is no reason he should be as, as locked in for his future as he is with this team. They've shown nothing as far as being able to build a roster with him. They've shown nothing in being able to develop you know, uh, uh, you know, young guys around him, but man, you know, he's, he's there. Uh, he's going to be there for the future and, um, you know, good for him. Um, good for LA, uh, to, to lock him down. Um, you know, I, I just, God, it just makes me sad that he's not on better teams. He's the best player. Mm-hmm. He's a generational superstar. Um, he is freakishly good, you know, historically good. And he deserves so much better than the crap that he's been dealt with, uh, you know, out in Anaheim. Man, he's just, I, I, I would love to see that guy play some meaningful baseball in his career. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll take advantage in the next couple of years when they get some of that money off and they, they do something about it. I mean, if you shell out that kind of money, I was, I'm hoping that they would have that in mind. I mean, they, a 10 year, I mean, 10 year, what, you know, it's 10 year deal, 430 million. It's actually just an eight year extension, two years he already had. And then they added eight more years on. Um, I mean, I know everyone's saying they're like, Oh, he could have went and joined Bryce Harper. I mean, are, are they really going to give that kind of money after, after giving Harper that money too? I mean, I don't know if that's a guarantee. You know, it was it was it was I mean, a really even, tough. Maybe not even in Philly, but I mean, like somebody. I mean, he left a little bit of money on the table here, and, oh, and for like, sure. somebody would have paid him yeah. up. Um, and you know, God, it's just if you're one of the other teams uh, that 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 passed him up in the draft, like you, you know, I, I mean, and granted, it, that's not to say that if he was drafted by Tampa, he would have stayed in Tampa and would have been as loyal to Tampa. That's not necessarily the case. But you know, from all you know indications, this is just a very loyal guy who doesn't like to deal with the business part of things. As far as like, he doesn't like it to be a distraction. Um, he's just a guy who wants to go play baseball, and uh, you know, is a very throwback guy in that way. And you got to think that if you were the team that you know took the risk and drafted him, I mean, that he would still be on that same team and would have you know would have been just as amenable to signing a long long term extension there. So if you're the team, one of those you know how many where did he go? Twenty five in his draft. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're one of the probably maybe 20 teams, because you know I'm sure not everybody had a slot in front of him um, that that passed up on him. Oh God, that just when you saw that extension, that that had to have hurt a little bit because you're talking about missing out on the entire prime of a once in a lifetime superstar. You're making me sad. You're making me sad, Scott. <laughs> um, they're over, last year they won 80 games. Their over under is set at 82 and a half. Uh, they lost their best pitcher in Garrett Richards, who's obviously injured. They they have a truly atrocious starting rotation. Um, and from my point of view, Tyler Skaggs is interesting. He uh, he showed uh, some signs of taking a step forward. Then he got injured, and he just wasn't the same upon coming back. So I have some hopes for him. But Trevor Cahill, He's still pretty young too for a pitcher. No, 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 no. I mean, he could. He, yeah. No, I, I have hope for him. Um, I, I yeah, do. Oh, yeah. I, I, nothing guaranteed, but I have. I think he no. could be good. Uh, Trevor Cahill, though, Matt Harvey, Felix Pena, Jamie Barria. I mean, that is a bad, bad rotation. Uh, I believe it's Jaime. Jaime. Is it Jaime? No, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just I just know Jaime Garcia was the only one. Well, yeah, it is. It probably is Jaime. Um, you know, I butcher names. It's what I do. 
that rotation, regardless of what the lineup does, is not going to get it done. A best case scenario, like best case scenario, they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're going to be very bad. I will take the heavy under. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost Blake Parker. They did get Cody Allen. The rest of the bullpen's not too great. Um, Cole Calhoun's not good. Mike Trout is great. Justin Upton is fine. Justin Bohr. I mean, it's I think I would like to call him a steal for from free agency. Miami if pretty much got, let him go. If he go. gets to play every day, he's he's shown you know yeah, good he, power and, and decent um, you know on base skills in the past. As early as um, last year, I thought he was capable of hitting forty home runs preseason. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So they have him. Pujols, Simmons, an underrated offensive player, obviously known for the glove. Uh, Zach Kozart, Jonathan Lucroy, David Fletcher. So. Eh, I mean, 80 wins from last year is probably about right. 82 and a half. I, I can't see him winning anything over that. So I will take the under with you. Sorry, Angels fans. The only happiness you're getting this year is knowing Mike Trout ain't leaving. They do have yeah, some help sorry. on the way, though. They got some nice prospects coming. Joe Adele being one of the best ones in baseball. So you do have you do have a little bit of uh, hope on the uh, horizon. Uh, moving over to a much more interesting team, the Oakland Athletics, who... I think no matter what, we're both taking the under. They won 97 <laughs> games last year. 97 games. How? Yeah, this is, I think, one of the safest uh, over-unders uh, of the year. Hilarious. Yeah, Hilariously, their, 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 uh, their roster is better than last year's. <laughs> oh, they're going to be, um, you know, a very fun, you know, fa- uh, team for fantasy purposes. But uh, real life, they're not going to be better than they were last yeah. year. And um, I think they'll have a hard time, you know, reaching that, uh, that, that, that 83 win total to or 84 they'd have to hit to get the over. Um, I don't know if they can do that, honestly. Yeah, a big thing with them is the rotation. Obviously, Sean Manea out for a long time. Jarrell Cotton, injured. A.J. Puck, still injured. Um, they only The only healthy guys they have are Mike Fires and Marco Estrada. Um, they have a lot of young players uh, that are going to be able to help them. I don't know if... Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, Jesus Lazardo will be in the opening day rotation. He's only pitched over five innings one time in his minor league career. And it's by design because it's just the way they're handling him. If you look at his line, it's five innings, five innings, five innings, five innings, five innings, five innings. innings. He just never goes over five innings. Um, So he's going to be under a severe innings cap. So for the amount of he won't be able to help them to a degree. I mean, they're going to obviously stretch him out a little bit this year and get him some more, get some more innings under him. But overall, that is just a very suspect uh, starting rotation. Um, even though they have a very, very good lineup. I mean, I'll run through it real quick. Robbie Grossman is listed as the leadoff hitter. I mean, they obviously can do much better than that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Crush Davis, Steven Piscotti, very underrated hitter. Jerkson Profar coming over from Texas while I have every day at bats. Marcus Simeon, very underrated shortstop. Nick Hundley and then Raymond Loreno, um, very, very good um, hitting out center fielder with like a cannon for an arm. So if, if we were just talking about their offense, they can hit with anybody, but their starting rotation is just sad. I mean, if it was a year from now, we'd be a totally different story if they had a – all their guys in there, their young guys in there healthy, but 
it's just not going to be the case this season. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's going to be, you know, a very good team for fantasy purposes, um, both for uh, their hitters and uh, for, um, you know, hitters playing against them. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the under. Um just as a side note, I am really excited to see uh, what Profar does this year. I'm expecting some uh, some good things from him fantasy-wise uh, this season. Um, I, I think this is finally the year that he, he, he cashes in on all of the five-tool hype that uh, he had as, as, you know, one of the biggest name prospects from, like, you know, four or five years ago before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's finally fully back from that. Um, He's going to get every day at bats. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go under uh, for Oakland. I actually am going to take I am going to take the over for everything I said uh, just because, and this is another not, I mean, Houston's great, but Angels, Seattle, Texas, not good at all. Um, they have a very good lineup. I would expect them to probably try to compete for that second wild card spot along with the twins the you know the first one going to whoever doesn't win the american league east um so i would say that uh yeah 83 and a half i will i will give them the over probably something around just just 84 85 but i will take the over and seattle they lost everybody and they brought nobody in no, I mean, here, I'll break. <laughs> they traded Robinson Cano. They traded Edwin Diaz. They traded James Paxson. They traded Gene Segura. They let Nelson Cruz go. Uh, they brought in Jay Bruce, Domingo Santana, Malik Smith, Edwin Encarnacion. Um, and Do I'm going to butcher try this it, name. Try it. Yes. You, you say Kikuchi? Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah. Kikuchi. Yeah. So Edwin Encarnacion, they pretty much promised him he wouldn't be on the team. So I would still expect him to be out the door at some point. Jay Bruce has actually looked tremendous in spring training. And a, a bounce back is not out of the question for him. And Domingo Santana um, has looked pretty good, too. And obviously, when he had everyday at-bats two years ago with a brew crew, he looked mm. quite good. So, I mean... They're not the Mariners aren't quite as bad as everyone makes that out to be, even though they Whoa. appeared to give out what? No, just I, I, I the, the the path you're on right oh, now. No, 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 I was talking about no, I, I'm, little... I, I'm talking offensively. They're not quite. They're okay. not. They're not the Marlins. They're not the uh, the Orioles. They're not even the Texas Rangers. They they do have some players that can play baseball in this team still. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, if you go through if you go through the lineup, D Gordon. Mitch Haniger, Jay Bruce, Encarnacion, Daniel Vogelbach, Domingo Santana, Omar Navarez, very underrated catcher. He was actually the third best catcher in baseball in the second half last year. Um, he just hit the cover off the ball. And then Ryan Healy, now that Kyle Seeger is out, will be the third baseman. Tim Beckham, uh, the everyday shortstop. Some people thought J.P. Crawford would give them him a run for his money, but he's just a failed prospect, and he's not very good. So the, well, the, the that yeah, so is Tim Beckham. So I mean, oh no 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 no, I mean J.P. Crawford's like a who new 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 level. Um, Tim Beckham though did show some weird flashes in Baltimore a couple of years ago. So yeah, and then really hasn't done you know much since. Hey, I'm not trying to say this team is good or great or anything like that but gordon hanniger bruce encarnacion daniels domingo santana they're not awful i mean no the, i mean the, the, the best top of, half of that lineup is 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 solid the, it's just the back half yeah uh, a lot of question marks just the uh, um, the best uh, ryan healy even had a decent season last year it's just 
I mean, even the best of pitchers can get eaten up by this lineup on on a given day. It's they're just not terrible. Um, the starting pitching's not good. They do have two very, you know, we don't know what to make of you say. He just coming over. He looked okay in spring training. He actually made Joey Votto look completely foolish on a uh, breaking pitch, striking him out, which is very hard to do. Well, I mean, um, we, we've seen that track record of of these Japanese imports. They come in, um, you know, the ones that aren't, you know, you uh, Darvish level talented. They can they can kind of get by on some guile and the fact that nobody's really seen their stuff. And, um, you know, they they pitch backwards a little bit compared to how American pitchers uh, tend to sequence. Um, but, you know, eventually they just end up being, you know, meh. It's just, <laughs> you know, look at, look at like uh, Ryu over, you know, out or, or, you know, Maeda, you know, in LA, you know, they started off really, really good and looked really interesting. And then they've just had really mixed results. Uh, they, they have a hard time adjusting to um, like a, 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 you know, an Americanized throwing program. Like there's there's issues there, um, but yeah, I mean he could, you know, but everything I've read about him seems like he could just be uh, a completely average pitcher. Yeah, I mean he'll we'll see. He's not a number. They he's their number two. He's not a number two probably. We'll see what you get. Marco Gonzalez is actually very underrated, but he's currently listed as their ace. He's no ace. On right. on a good team, he could maybe be a number three, number four, but he is he is decent. Um, the main thing here is that maybe I should have said we're, it seems like I'm defending these guys to the end. They're over <laughs> on last year. They won 89 games. They gutted the team. They're over under set at 71 and a half, folks. So I am defending a team who I am. I am trying to package a team who I'm saying I'm going to take the over on 71 and a half. It's not like this is 81 or 91. I like the offense. Um, they'll I don't know what the starting rotation is going to look like. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but, uh, you know, they, 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 have they have some interesting guys in the minor leagues that are going to be able to come up and help them at some point. Um, Justin Dunn, uh, a guy they just got from the Mets, uh, Justice, she- uh, Justice Sheffield, they got from the Yankees. He had a really good spring training. I mean, they could bring some guys up in June. Um, we don't know if that, that'll be the case. It'll depend on how, you know, the offense is keeping, keeping them afloat. They're not awful. Um, I'm going to go over just because I think that offense can keep them in some games, but obviously the starting pitching has me quite worried. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I think 72, 73 is within the realm of possibility for them. Um, they would need a lot of things to go right, um, but I think they could get there. I'll, I'll, I'll take um, a, a very slight over. Very, you know, very slight over. And the, the last team in the division is the Texas Rangers. They won 67 games last year. Um, they've lost, you know, Adrian Beltre retired. Um, they traded Jerks and Profar, not that they used him to the best of his ability. They really did not bring in much. They got his Drupal Cabrera, nothing else helpful. They didn't really lose anything of significance. They did lose uh, Robinson Chernos. But, I mean, if they're going to be any better, they're going to be betting on some bounce backs. Ch- since Yu Chu had an okay season last year, he'll need to repeat that. Rough Note Odor is probably due for a big bounce back. He hit the he he just destroyed the ball in the second half. Um, he's still like 23 years old or something. So I mean, I would expect him to take a step forward. Elvis Andrus, I don't know what to make of. He didn't run at all last year when he came back. Um, Nomar Mazara is a, a very good hitter, a pretty good RBI guy. He's going to be one of those famous people who famously working on his uh, 
his uh, launch angle this offseason. Yeah, so he, the new trend. The yeah, new he, trend. he might be someone worth taking an eye on for fantasy. You know, in that ballpark, he could all of a sudden hit 30 home runs. He'll be like a star. But then you got Joey Gallo, you know, 40 home runs, 2,000 strikeouts. Um, as Drupal Cabrera, who had a very brutal second half. Ronald Guzman, Jeff Mathis, and Delino DeShields Jr. And then a very bad, very, very bad starting rotation. Mike Miner, yes. who actually showed flashes last year that he was he's, coming back. He's shown flashes occasionally, off and on, like, you know, when he's been healthy every year. But yeah. he just ultimately will let you down. Yes. That's and actually, I've just described their entire starting rotation. <laughs> uh, the only, the only guy I'm totally, um, the one is, is interesting is, is Drew Smiley. He's been out for such a long time with injury. People forget he was around. He is back. He should be healthy. Um, so I guess as far as fantasy baseball goes, he's an interesting mm-hmm. guy to keep an eye on. But yeah, other than that, Lance Lynn, Edison Volquez, Shelby Miller, horrible starting rotation. Um, and probably under the only hitters I really trust are Odor and Mazzara. And those are people that I'm actually hoping take a step forward, which is still hoping. So they lost 67 games last year, and their over-under is at 71. One, yeah. What? Sorry, you said... Lost 67, they won 67. Yeah, oh, sorry, they won 67, and their over-under set at 71. Um, I mean, I, I think that's a bullseye. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go I'm going to go under. I think I'm going to go under here. Yeah, man, th- yeah, I, I do really think that, uh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's also, I think, one of only two uh, of these uh, over-unders that uh, didn't get the half uh, were, were set at a whole number. Um, yeah, I think yeah that's why, because it was a 71 and a yeah, half oh, yeah. and it would have been an easy yeah. under. I think it's 71. Um, I'll go under, because it, it, all it takes is one or two injuries and they're going to be under that 71, which is, I think, exactly where they're going to be looking at everybody now. So, yeah, I'll go under. Yeah. All right, that does it for the entire American League. Um, moving to the National League, we'll start with the National League East, which is very difficult from over-under standpoint because there's four very, very good teams and then the Marlins. Um, but they all have to play each other. So even though, like in other divisions, I mean, if some of these guys were in some of the American League divisions we were just talking about, you'd be going over-under at 99 for a couple of these teams um, and because of you know the, some of the terrible um, teams in the other divisions. But in this case, Atlanta, Philly... New York and Washington off to play each other. Um, so starting with Atlanta, who won the division last year, won 90 games. Uh, their over-under right now is, sit, is sitting at 86.5. Uh, they didn't lose much. Annabel Sanchez had a solid season for them, um, and they did end up losing him to Washington. Um, but I don't think they'll really miss him that much because they were probably going to replace yeah. him anyway. They did sign Josh Donaldson, who yes. is a complete mixed bag <laughs> or mystery bag, if you will. Um he could either. I mean, it's a great signing for them. Oh yeah, great signing. Uh, as far as an over under, it's a tough thing to gauge, I, um, just because the the you know the range of outcomes on him is so great. I mean, what do you what do you make of the Atlanta Braves here? Is at least in the hierarchy of this division and how every team seemingly improved except for the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a fairly quiet offseason for them, like you mentioned. Um, they really didn't do too too much. Um, and again, they're, they're, they're another team that I kind of view similarly to, to Boston where I, I think they're going to be a, a little worse record-wise just because I think a lot of things really went right for them. Um, they do have a lot of things in their favor. I mean, 
you know, everybody's expecting Acuna to step right up and just be like an MVP candidate. Um, he'll be very good. Um, but you know, he's still super, super young. Like, yes, we saw some great things out of him, but you know, let's, you know, let's, let's temper it a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if Donaldson can, can recoup some of the, the skill set that he had, if Albies can, can put a full season together like he did in the first half, if Marquecas can put a full season together like he did in the first half, you know, there's a lot of ifs here in this lineup. I mean, there's a lot of talent, but there's a lot of conditional things. Um, and, and man, that, 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 that rotation worries me. Um, you're talking about Tehran, Gosman, Newcomb, uh, Tuki, Toussaint, uh, as the top four listed here, yeah, Fult- uh, Fultonavich is their ace, but he's, he's yeah he's injured. already he's he's already been uh, you know dealing with well he's been dealing with that elbow pretty much the whole spring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to make the opening day roster. Um, oh, as far as like he's not going to be healthy on the opening day roster. Um, I, and and you're right, like the rest of the division is um, you know got better except well you know except for Miami because you know Miami does what Miami does. I Miami think this is a division. Got, I actually, Miami actually got worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they're going to get worse in the season too because some of those guys are going to get dealt. Yeah. Um, I think this is a division where the the winner has like eighty eight wins just because they all beat up on each other. Um, I will take. Oh boy, um, I'm taking the under. Man, yeah, I, I guess I'll take the under eighty six. I mean, yeah. you you listed all the reasons. They have ifs. Um, Josh Donaldson is a coin flip. I mean, he could be such a game changer um, that it's hard to really, to hard hard to really account for his contributions. Uh, Ender Enciarte, I actually think, is in for some positive regression from last year. Mm. Acuna is probably in for a little bit of a sophomore slump, not what people are expecting. Marcakis will regress. Ozzy Albies is not the player he was in the first half. And but I, you know he is better than you saw in the second half. Yes, he, I yes. think the true Albies is in the exactly middle. somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and then Mike Fultonavich, when even injury aside, is due for regression from how he pitched last year too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the rotation is just kind of iffy. So, like yeah. you said, all these teams are good, and they're going to beat up on each other. Eighty-six and a half is just too high of a number for as many ifs as they have. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take the under on Atlanta. Um, moving into Philly, who did a lot. Last year they won 80 <laughs> games. Um, they lo- they traded away Carlos Santana um, in a trade that ended up getting them Gene Segura. They uh, they lost Jorge Alfaro in, in a trade that ended up netting them JT Realmuto. Um, they lost Wilson Ramos, who they obviously replaced with JT Realmuto. Signed Bryce Harper to 13 years, $330 million contract. Signed Andrew McCutcheon, David Robertson, um, and Juan Nicaso. Um So they don't have a true closer yet, but between uh, between Sir Anthony and David Robertson, they should be fine. But that lineup, I mean, wow. that it, it should be really good. I am one of the people that thinks Bryce Harper is quite overrated, especially for the amount of money he got. But this was just the mother of all landing spots for him and his swing. Uh, there was a layout I looked at. I think if he was in Citizens Bank last year, he could have hit somewhere near 11 or 12 more home runs, even possibly more than that, being in Citizens Bank ballpark. Uh, JT Romuto will obviously will play here really, really strong as well. So the 89.5 is, is such a crazy number. Um, the only thing that could hold this team back is the starting rotation, who which a lot of people are 
in on some of these guys um, having big years, but uh, they could it's, easily it's, it's, turn out oh, the other man. direction. Aaron Nola is yeah. the only sure thing they have. Yeah, it's it's one good wing and a prayer uh, in that rotation because Arietta, oh man, the 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 glory days of of Arietta are gone. Way gone. Pavetta, yeah, Pavetta, you know, could could be good, could be bad. Well, you're the, the um, Pavetta thing. This is what fantasy people talk about: high strikeout, uh, low walk. What's not to like? This guy uh, loves to give up home runs, and he is pitching in yeah. the wrong ballpark for that kind of shit. Yeah, um, you know he. <laughs> um, Pitching profile-wise, uh, he he's he's like a lot of um, he reminds me of a lot of like the 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 hyped up like high velocity kind of guys that uh, you hear about. Like like Joe Kelly is a perfect example. Like he was a guy who for years people were like, oh, good velocity, looks really good, but his stuff is just super straight, and he just you know would get hammered because uh, he would just leave you know a, a 97 mile an hour fastball in the heart of the plate. And listen, 97, 98 regular human being, that's amazing. But in the major leagues, it's not going to get it done. If you don't have movement on these pitches, and if you can't sequence well, and if you don't have some kind of devastating secondary stuff, uh, one heavy, you know, straight fastball is not going to get it done. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, he's still young enough that, uh, you know, things could turn around. Like, maybe he, he, uh, you know, just like, um, you know, with hitters, uh, you know, adjusting their launch angle is a thing, um, you know, for, for, you know, starting rotation you know projects it's uh, uh learning a cutter or learning a slider is like the is the you know also the thing for that that's like the pitching equivalent so maybe if he picks up a you know another you know pitch here and there that uh can help offset some of that uh straight heat then uh yeah he could do something but <laughs> i don't know um i'm certainly not taking the risk on uh on him um, on any of my teams uh but no i man that that lineup is really, really good. Yep. And, um, you know, it's crazy. But, like, Gene Sakura is the second oldest guy there. Um, it's a lot of young guys that are in their primes. Um, and even the bottom of that lineup, like Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez, those two guys are pretty solid hitters. Um, not great, but solid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Herrera could be better than he's been uh, at times. Like, Hoskins, you know, could be better than he's been. Um, I think Rio Muto is actually going to be a little bit worse. I think... I always get a little skeptical when, when catchers kind of um, without a ton of uh, the prospect history um, just like, you know, rise up to become, uh, you know, the the catcher du jour offensively. Um, I think in but, this you know, I think in this lineup, in this ballpark, I uh, oh, yeah, all yeah. regression no, from me. I, I threw out the window. I think he'll I think he'll play really well here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to. Man, I, the rotation is, is bad. The thing is, I think they're going to add a starting pitcher because they just found out they will not be getting Harper in a couple of years, and they're a re- reactionary club as far as the fan base goes. They're going to want to like do something to to like make a noise. So, I mean, it wouldn't shock me for them to go out and sign Dallas Keuchel. He's still out there, or make they should, make um, a splash. You know what at the they deadline. should do? You know what they should do? Make them you know just put them over the top popularity is uh, just go sign Nick Foles uh, turn him into their uh, number five starter and uh, everyone's happy yeah well um, as it stands though the rotation is just not good enough for me and this is a really good division and I am not doubt I mean this is amazing lineup but 89 and a half I'm gonna take the under just just the under though like just under yeah I, I agree I, I I do think this is your NL East champ but like I just said before, we were talking about Atlanta. I think that all that means is 88, 89 wins. I don't know um, 
barring something crazy happening to it, you know, two of these other teams, um, I don't know if the winner's going to get to 90. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm with right with there with you. I'm going to say very slight under. I, th- I think they sit right at 88, 89. I, we can get to this later because we're about to come to a couple of other really good teams. I do not think they are the NL East champ. Um, <laughs> they, have, they, have, they, have Aaron, they have Aaron Nola, a guy who would be a number three on the other uh, on two of the other teams, and then they have four guys who would be fives on uh, two of the other teams. Um, so I'm possibly not in the road. I mean, I was saying I'm saying fives not in the rotation period. A couple of these pitchers. Um, well, I mean, I I do think that Penn though, and and, and Kepler has proven that he's. Um, not afraid to use his pen in unconditional, uh, you know, unconventional ways. Uh, I think he's, uh, you know, throughout the course of last year, some of his worst, you know, uh, impulses got reined in a bit. Um, there's a lot of really solid guys in that pen, like Robertson, Dominguez, Naris, Nishek. Um, well, they didn't. You know, there's a lot of talent have there. A, they didn't really have that good of a pen last year, and they only added David Robertson to it. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I think that this, I think you know, if they signed with, Craig Kimbrell, that would be a huge deal for them. Yeah. Well, I, I think with, with bullpen guys, you know, there's, I mean, I mean, you know, like year to year consistency is tough. Yes. So you know what you're looking for for you know if you're projecting out a bullpen is just how, what's the skill set here, and that skill set of those guys all individually is very solid. Like that's a lot of guys who can make people miss, um, and, and you know, and who've had success in certain roles in bullpens in the past. Um, so I, you know, if, if that re- repeats, um, you know, a lot of those guys are, are, are skilled enough that I think that they can kind of piece it together. And I think they'll hit um, enough to kind of cover up the warts of that. They're going to uh, score a ton, ton of runs. I mean, yeah. they should probably be second, maybe second in the league behind Colorado and hitting. I mean, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, it wouldn't. Sh- I mean, I expect them though to make a move in starting pitching. I expect them to make one. I can't. You can't really bet on it, but I expect them to because. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know how. If you're this team, how do you let a guy like Charlie Morton sign for like one year with Tampa Bay or whatever it was? I mean, how are you not grabbing a guy like that with this rotation looking the way it is? If your whole plan was to do this stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah they they definitely could use one more arm. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break from greatness and head down to South <laughs> Beach. They won 63 games last year. Their over-under is 63 and a half, and they've lost JT Romuto. Um, can, can, you know, can we just spare everybody the time? Yeah, we can. And, and, and under, 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 under. Every team under. got better. They got way worse under. <laughs> under. All right. Uh, this brings us to the New York Mets, another team that just, um, like Philly, was pretty pretty busy they have a new um general manager bernie van wagenen former agent doing some crazy shit right out of the gate uh they traded great swing on that guy too yeah um yeah uh they kind of filled every hole they that's, wanted that's to not a euphemism yeah just just throw <laughs> yeah. it there they, yeah, they kind of filled every hole they wanted to except for center field um, also not a euphemism <laughs> uh but they uh they are much improved the uh, second base was a huge deal for them. Uh, they went out and got Robinson Cano, who, if, uh, if anyone following, um, you know, sp- you know, advanced metrics, after he came back from um, from his suspension, he was just as good as he always was. So I mean, was was yeah, was on paper was was 
prime Cano still, somehow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, the DH is coming at some point, which the Mets are probably counting on when they <laughs> traded for him. But as it stands, I would expect uh, Cano to be Cano this year. Age will catch up to him at some point, but I don't think it's there yet. He's been just destroying it in spring training. Wilson Ramos was a great pickup for them. He obviously is a bigger guy. Um, Travis Darno is now the backup. But uh, Wilson Ramos, was he, when he's hitting, he is the best hitting catcher. And I don't mean that in a uh, exaggerating exaggerating way uh runs created plus um weighted runs created plus woba he is the best hitting catcher in baseball when he's healthy going back to 2015 um that is over jt romuto that's over gary sanchez um but you have to worry about uh, injury concerns with him michael conforto he was coming off that shoulder injury last year at the beginning of the year second half just killed it he should be in for another decent year the big things here, obviously, they brought in Robinson Cano. They brought in Edwin Diaz. Peter Alonzo is now their first baseman. If you don't know about him uh, or watch the uh, Futures game last year, this is the best way I can describe him is Jim Tome. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's he's, how Alex Cora, that's how I believe Alex Cora described him in spring training. He's a big dude, left-hander. He is, he is country strong. Can hit the ball a mile. Um, Jeff McNeil, um, you know, if you haven't watched him, he's just... Daniel Murphy type, just a very good hitter. Brandon Nemo, um, and that's and Ahmed Rosario, who obviously ended up stealing like 20 bases in the second half. He's he's looking to make a, a a step forward. It's a young team mixed with some veterans, but obviously the 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 weakness was injuries and their offense. They fixed the offense, and now the starting rotations: Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, who. Any one of the three will be getting Cy Young votes this year. And then you're left with Steven Matz and Jason Vargas. Um, Jason Vargas actually having a fantastic spring, um, which is one of the prime reasons you don't really care about spring training stats. Um, <laughs> but uh, they have one of the, along with Cleveland and Washington, one of the, just the best starting rotations of baseball with the you know, reigning Cy Young Award winner, Jacob DeCrom. Um, very good bullpen. Uh, just you know, same thing with uh, and your, Washington. Your boy's back. Which boy? Familia. Oh, Familia! I'm su- super psyched <laughs> to have him back as a as a oh, as a yeah. setup guy. It's um, oh sure. It's it's great. Um, you know, fire up the uh, the Danzo Kuduro and uh, get him out there to uh, you know bridge the gap. Sure. Yeah. And they have no no depth issues. I mean, Jed Lowry, uh, perfect spot for him because at his age. Uh, now he can get some spell, get some time off. Todd Frazier will be on the bench. And UN Assessments will be coming back around the All-Star break, probably more towards the trade deadline um, after having hin- injury or after surgery on his heels. Um, it's an interesting team. Um, very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the main, I mean, the only issue here is health, really. Uh, every, yep. There's no one you're really worried about performance out of. Peter Alonso is a little bit of a question mark because he's a rookie. You don't know how he'll react. He's never had a bunch. He's never had a bats in the major leagues, so you don't want to make a him. The uh, other Mets prospect, Dominic Smith, um, is actually tearing the cover off the ball in spring training as well. He'll be. They'll probably both make the team right out of the gate. Uh, they've been adamant about Peter Alonso's service time not being a thing. Both the manager and general manager have said we don't care about service time. We don't want to lose. Um, we don't want to lose on a playoff spot because we gave away two weeks in the beginning of the season, which is two things, refreshing and crazy. 
Um, I was gonna say that's that's not how this works. Yeah, but okay. I sure. mean, you're gonna tell me like you know in a few years when you're losing Alonzo a year early because you couldn't wait two weeks. Remember, there's two kind of things, folks, for for Super Two. You can wait two weeks and gain a year. You can wait till June and gain two. <laughs> so I mean, the, the you know there he's he I I still think he should get the Acuna treatment and wait two weeks. But yeah. in either well, case, you know they could they could they can say that and then they'll get like the a phantom injury. Uh, kind of like, you know, Vladdy has right now where it's like, yeah, it's kind of an injury, but does it warrant like a, a, a three, four week stretch on the, uh, you know, on the DL? Probably not, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> Listen, uh, when it comes to financial matters, I don't trust the Mets to do anything correctly. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, if they if they did, I don't know. I mean, it's both. It said it's, it's refreshing and crazy. It's like, I agree that, you know, <laughs> why are you giving away two weeks? But yeah, I don't know. Their last year, they won 77 games, uh, had a slew of issues. This year, their over-under is a set at 85 and a half, which is, again, a pretty good number. Um, you know, they, they they hit it pretty well, I think, there. Uh, it all comes down to health. Noah Syndergaard doesn't have the health issues most people think he does because they when he's been shut down in the past, it's mostly been due to the season being lost and them just giving him additional rest. So I think between Wheeler, Syndergaard, and DeGrom um, being healthy, the, the, the real question marks are, are your four and five spot there. And uh, the root, and the, the offense is well improved, and so is the bullpen. And now they have a lot of depth. I like the over. I am biased, though. So, um, But I try to be as critical of my own team as possible. I think 85 is a pretty good number, but I think that they're good for – um, I had them down for about 86, 87. So it is tight, but I do have them the over. Um, but, uh, you know, like just like the Phillies, like the Phillies, um, if the Philly, if Aaron Noel goes down, they're screwed. If one of the Mets guys go down, they're screwed. But you can't really bet on that here. No one's injury prone enough or anything like that for me to bet on it. So I'm taking the over. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, I will... I will take the over, um, just because I I expect them to be second place in the NL East, and um, if they can poach a few of the wins from the Braves, um, I think they can get to 86, um, 87, and possibly more. Um, you know, the upside certainly is there. Um, you know, like you said, you know, if Noah goes down and some of those ifs don't work out in Atlanta, you could have a situation just like last year where you know. Atlanta kind of ran away with things because of some of the bad things that were happening to Washington and, um, you know, the injuries that were heading in New York. Um, so you could see a similar thing play out here. Hey, I'll, I'll go over. I basically gave him the over for a couple of reasons. He hasn't gotten to Washington yet, but I, 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 I took some wins from Atlanta. I, I took a little wins away from Philly from the over-under. I'm taking some away from Miami, um, and I'm probably going to take – a some away from Washington. Therefore, I think there's a couple yeah. to give to New York because I think yeah. at least the way the over-unders are set up. So right, going right into yeah. Washington, they won 82 games last year. Um, their over-under is set at 88.5, which is, I think, very generous considering they lost Bryce Harper and are replacing him with Victor Robles, who I really do like, but he is a rookie. Um, and you know, to bank that kind of... Uh, win total on an outfield consisting of a rookie and Adam Eaton is uh, yeah. is a little crazy. Plus two rookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan Soto also fantastic, and I think he will be fine. But still, sophomore season, 
Um, Adam Eaton, injury prone like crazy. Uh, Ryan yep. Zimmerman's career could be over literally any second. And Brian yep. Dozier, you know what you're going to get out of. So it's 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 kind of a, a question mark lineup outside of Rendon and Turner. I would expect Rendon, Turner, and Soto to all be good. But other than that, I'm not too confident. Yeah. Well, I, I think to get to that number, you know, yeah, you need Adam Eaton healthy. You need Soto to do exactly what everybody is predicting he's going to do and to not have any kind of issues uh, in his first full season. Yeah, you need a full season of Zimmerman. Um, you need a full season of Gomes because if they have to rely on Kurt Suzuki to, to you know, be their everyday catcher, that's a not an ideal situation. Um, they need all those pitchers to stay healthy. They need Strasburg to stay healthy. They need Corbin to stay healthy. Um, and they need those top three of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin to be so good that they can pick up the, the back half of Sanchez and Hellickson. Um, I expect Scherzer to be good. I expect Corbin to be good. Strasburg oh, yeah, has not yeah. proven. No, he has proven. He has proven he cannot pitch past, like, what, 130 innings on average? I mean, this yeah. guy cannot give you a full season. It's just not going to happen. The fir- the next time it happens will be the first time it happens. Um, so, I mean, them getting Corbin was an absolute must. Good on them to know they had to do it. Uh, but, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I wonder if this team wouldn't be better off just, like, dealing Eaton for for something for some other piece. Just give, give Taylor the, the full-time gig. Let him do it. Um, and then just uh, you know get an extra arm somewhere, but um, man, yeah, this this is a team that really needs everything to go right just to get the over, which isn't even set like unreasonably high. I mean, eighty eight and a half isn't like an unreasonably high total, but I don't think they're gonna get there. Um, I will go. I'm going under. Yeah, eighty. I mean, was eighty eight and a half? Is it? Yeah, I gotta go under. I mean, the rotate the um, the lineup is nowhere near as good as Phillies. It would have to go perfectly to even compete with the Mets, and it doesn't have the upside that the Braves lineup does. And then the rotation is full of like one incredible pitcher, one very good pitcher, one very good injury prone pitcher, and a couple of question marks. So eighty eight and a half in this kind of division, nah. You know, not everyone can win that many games, and uh, I think they're slotted for third place, um, depending on what Atlanta does. Could be fourth place. Um, it really depends on how Robles develops and um, how Adam Eaton's health looks. Yep. yep. And the NL Central. Uh, very weird. Um, th- this is funny, actually, because uh, we're looking at the over-under here. I have not seen many places where the Chicago Cubs have not been picked for last place. Um, he yeah. So I looked at these because I wanted to get the most recent one, uh, recent ones. I looked at these um, the other night, and they were as of March twelfth. Okay. Um. So I yeah, I was a little surprised to see because I had I was expecting to see them in low eighties because uh, I thought that was where they were sitting um, for most of the off season. Um, I had seen even like seventy nine and a half. Um, uh, here and there, but uh, yeah, I was I was surprised when I was writing uh, writing these numbers down the other day. Yeah, so the last year they won ninety five games. Is that true? They won ninety five last year. Yeah, oh. that's uh, <laughs> according to what I well, had. Yeah. And the um, anyway, their over under set eighty eight and a half. They said most places have them set for last place in this division, but their over under set eighty eight and a half. Um, they had some hitting issues last year that they love to blame on Chili Davis. Didn't seem to affect Javier Baez any. Chris Bryant was injured. Anthony Rizzo ended up having a fine season. 
Um, Wilson Contreras, I guess, was the only one really complaining. Uh, so I expect Bryant to bounce back to being Chris Bryant. Uh, I mean, he's 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 got a huge chip on his shoulder. And the amount of respect this guy lost coming off an MVP season and then her playing injured is just unbelievable to me. Brian and Rizzo... Don't tell the Cubs that he's got anything on the, his shoulder right now. Uh, it's a sore <laughs> oh, subject for them. So Brian and Rizzo are, are two of the best back-to-back hitters, I think, in the league on a team. Uh, Javier Baez <clears throat> is due for negative regression across the board. Um, mm. I think the only thing that sticks is his power, which is also actually due to regress but um his batting average will come way down the stolen base his uh his percentage uh, of steal percentage he gets thrown out like such a high percentage of the time they're going to be cutting that down he's gonna hit for way less everything i mean he they have him locked into their cleanup hitter they're gonna regret that um i i kind of when you look at the entire division i do not see them finishing last i don't know how people come up with that but i do not see them in the same Categories I do with the Cardinals and the Brewers. 88 and a half is an easy under for me uh, because John Lester, I mean, you can look at his fake ERA numbers. I mean, if there's oh. anything that suggests ERA is a bad stat, it's John Lester. I mean, he is the Jake Arrieta of the Cubs, um, who ironically was usually uh, <laughs> was uh, on the Cubs. But between between Lester and Quintana, I, I've got nothing for them. I think Hendricks is middle of the road. <clears throat> Hamels, I think, is their best pitcher this year. At the end of the season, I actually think he's their best pitcher. And you, Darvish, could be in for a bounce back. He, he seems pretty comfortable. I've been walking a lot of guys in spring training, but um, – there, there's some yeah, whole spring training. There's, he's he's working on his. He, you know, yeah, I know. I think he, I think working. he's due for a bounce back, but I, the the top of the rotation is a little odd to me. Um, I think they'll be way better than most people think they are. But eighty eight and a half, I'll take the under. This is a pretty good division, top to bottom. Yeah, um, I'll take the under just because I you know I expect I expect St Louis to win this division. I expect Cincinnati to be competitive. I don't know um, if they're going to be. Uh, as good as some people think they're going to be. Um, Milwaukee is still a very, very good team. Um, you know, those wins got to come from somewhere, and I think some of those are going to come from Chicago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I think they'll finish third, uh, personally. Um, moving to the Reds, yeah. who, yeah, very they have like a whole lot of heat behind them right now. They won 67, 67 games last year. The over-under right now is set at 79, which is – Probably, you know, uh, like a lot of these numbers, is a pretty good number for them, I think. Um, they made that big trade with the Dodgers, which netted them Matt Kemp and uh, Yasiel Puig. Um, they didn't uh, really lose anything <laughs> of value. Um, no. They, they brought on uh, Sonny Gray from the Yankees, who if you actually looked at Sonny Gray's away uh, stats away from Yankee Stadium. He's now back uh, in Cincinnati with his former pitching coach. You can make the case that Sonny Gray could be in for a nice bounce back. Alex Wood um, has some negative regression coming, but still, uh, you know, it's still in the National League. He could be okay. There's a lot to like about the lineup. Jesse Winker will play every day. Joey Votto is probably due for some positive regression. His home run to five ball ratio was way below his uh, career average. He's still hitting the ball. Eugenio Suarez, Scooter Jeanette, Yasiel Puig. Um, there it's an okay lineup. I mean, there's some guys that could be due. I mean, it's not as great as everyone makes it out to be, but it's a good ballpark. They're going to score some runs, but I don't think it's any better than the Cubs lineup 
or the Milwaukee lineup or the Cardinal lineup for that matter. And the rotation is very suspect. I think Luis Castillo has all the makings of an ace and he could yeah, show that great, as early. Great skill set. I don't know if he He showed some of it in the second half last year. I'm just it's yeah. I could see him being an ace, but that's the only person they have that you can have any kind of degree in confidence and even supplying you with SP two numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think Gray could could get to SP two in the National League. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I, Rourke, he's a solid addition. But, you know, he's he's the three starter. I think that's about right. Um, but yeah, the, man, I don't know. This I I don't fully buy into um, the the you know the, the the love all the love that Cincinnati's been getting. Um, I've never really been a big Puig guy. Uh, he's just a really he's just a poor man's like Cespedes, um, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Suarez and Jeanette are highly underrated. It's I think it it really comes down to what you think Joey Votto is going to do. If he does what he does last year, they're they're sunk. But if he turns returns to being Joey Votto, it's such a huge boost to put them over. Um, I I think it comes down to Sonny Gray and Joey Votto. Seventy nine is. I'm going to go over. I I think I think they're like an eighty one win team. Um, You know I you know things can go wrong, but I think I can shave enough games off of the Cubs total and maybe even Pittsburgh's. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'll go under. I I mean I I definitely think they're gonna be better than they were last year record wise. Um mm. I don't know if 79 is gonna do it, they're gonna get there just because I do think Milwaukee's very good. St. Louis is gonna be better than they were last year. Um I think seventy nine yeah. is a great now. He's one of the better numbers that uh, oh, Vegas yeah. this, has put yeah. up. Yeah, so by the this way. is this is the other um, only other whole number. Uh, you know, I mentioned it when with Texas. I thought there was one, uh, only two teams total. It, yeah, Cincinnati was the other one. Um, yeah. I, Although if it yeah, was seventy nine and a half, I'd still take the over. But um, I I just have it just just over. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the under. Okay. Um, Milwaukee. They they were very very good last year. And um, the year before, they needed starting pitching, so they decided to sign like seven outfielders, even though they already had a full outfield. <laughs> and this year, they really needed a starting pitcher, so they decided to bring back um, to bring back Mike Mustakis, even though they already had a third baseman, uh, who are they're not going to play at second base, even though their yes, third baseman has played second, second baseman, base. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell the Brewers are doing, but their team is still pretty good. They won 96 last year. Their over-under right now is set at 86 and a half. They didn't lose anything of value. Uh, they signed Jonathan. They traded for Jonathan Shope, who they didn't need. He's gone. And they traded Domingo Santana, a guy they didn't use, who, who did well for them um, in the postseason, though. They did bring in Yasmani Grandal, who is going to be batting at the bottom of this, this lineup, but... Wow, what a good lineup it is. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yellick, Jesus Aguilar, Travis Shaw, Ryan Braun, who scary thought is working on his launch ankle. <laughs> this guy, I don't know, plans instead of hitting 300 with 25 home runs, apparently he'd like to hit 240 with 50 home runs. Let's see what Ryan Braun could do with some launch angle uh, training. Um, uh, Mike Moustakis, Yasmani Grandal, and Orlando Arcia. That's such a good, such a good lineup. Um the whole thing with them is obviously the starting rotation. Jolie Chassin, Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, Corbin Burns, who they have penciled in right now, and Freddie Peralta. Uh, the thing is with that is 
Um, two of those guys probably won't be in the rotation. I think Brandon Woodruff will be in there at one point, and obviously Jim and Jimmy Nelson is back, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, he's throwing like 96 miles an hour. So yeah. he is there. Not not only should you not forget about him, but he's probably going to slide right back into being their ace. So he is, the, I think, the big wild card with this team. Yeah. Well, you got to worry a little bit about, you know, if they're going to have him on any kind of limitation yeah. uh, innings-wise. Um, but, yeah, like if they are slow to bring him up and he comes up like, um, you know, end of May and, and they expect him to kind of go be full go um, for the rest of the season after that. Yeah, um, it's, 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 it's a, a very interesting uh, potential rotation. And that bullpen is really good. That bullpen is really, really good. They've got some really, really um, talented guys in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that lineup is really, really good. Um, you know, and, and they have some, you know, competent guys, uh, you know, on the bench there too. Um, you know, they have Thames for just some some power off the bench. They got Hernan Perez, who, uh, you know, solid utility guy. One of the better utility um, guys in baseball, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely more suited to utility. Like, we, I think we've seen um, he, he's not necessarily at his best when he has to be the starter, the everyday starter. Yep, some guys are just um, like that. And, and yeah, uh, remember, yeah. the again, they have uh, – they got uh, Mike Moustakis penciled in for second, which I don't know how yeah. this would work out for them. But uh, they do have a kid in the in the minors will be ready to go sooner than later. And uh, Keiston Herrera, who's a second base prospect, who's just incredible, will be coming along at some point. I don't know how he fits into their plans, but this team is set up to go. Um, the only reason I mention him is if they had to dip in to their prospects to get an ace. They could get an ace anytime they want. They just have to make the call internally. If they just want to go out and make a trade with the Indians, they have the pieces to yeah, do Kluber, it. Kluber, you know, yeah, Kluber's looming. Yeah, so um, this is a very team, very similar to the uh, to the Phillies. Very good lineup, pretty decent bullpen, very suspect rotation. Um, you know, yeah. Um, also, uh, interesting former player uh, coaches. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go over. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going. Actually, yeah. I'm actually going under 86. Boom, <laughs> right at 86. I I think they'll be right around uh, 88, 89, maybe 90. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go over. You're making me. You're making me. You're making me second. Such a good lineup. Such a good bullpen. The, the rotation. I'm, I'm sticking with the under. I'm sticking with the under. Let's but just think about it. Nelson comes up, they make a deal, and all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, Kluber, Nelson, uh, you know, as the top two there. Hey, uh, they're one of my favorite teams that are not mine. That um, And I, I I really am interested in this team. It's It's got to be an exciting team to be a fan of, you know. Um, oh, but yeah. I will stick with the under for now with hopes that they okay. trade for an ace because that, that would be good for business. Moving on sure. to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I just received an email today. I could go to opening day for only $20 with no other kind of commitment. That's how pissed off their fans are. No one wants to go to opening day. <laughs> Thank you for giving away Andrew McCutcheon well past his prime so we could get nothing, only to turn around and trade uh, Garrett Cole for nothing and then um, trade... <laughs> And then trade away the rest of our future, Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now, for mm. nothing. Tough times for Pirates fans. Yeah. Tough, t- tough times for Pittsburgh, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, uh, they won 82 last year. 
Their over under right now is 77 and a half, and I have them at a strong under. Yes, agree. I don't think we really need to go too much into it. Um, yeah, uh, I I did I did see a really quick. Just last thing I want to mention about the Pirates, uh, just as I guess kind of the state of um, you know their their lineup. But uh, yeah, Jung uh, Ho Kang or Gong uh, is is going to be starting for them. Like I think he won their third base he job, did. and he was a guy who was completely persona non grata. You know the last few years in Pittsburgh, just uh, due to his off the field issues. Um, yeah, he's back. He's back. He's your starting third baseman, Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's tough times for them. Yep, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the last team in the division is the St. Louis Cardinals. They won 88 games last year. Their over-under right now is at 88 and a half. Um, they, I think overall made, I don't know why the over-under is really sitting where it is. Uh, they, you know, same exact win total pretty much as last year to the over-under, but they picked up Andrew Miller and Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> um, I mean, Marcelo Zuna didn't have the bad year everyone thought he did. I mean, he started out poorly, but he hit 280 with like 25 home runs. That's just off the top of my head. That's probably not accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was never going to be what he was in his last year with the Marlins. Um, everything was out of whack. He had a very high batting average for balls in play, very high home run to fly ball ratio. He was going to be the guy he was in his in the um, – in 2016, not the guy who was in 2017. So that's the guy you're going to get, and that's kind of the, the end stat line you got from last year. But, you know, Matt Carpenter had a career year that you can't expect him to repeat. Paul DeJong, if played a full season, can hit you 25 to 30 home runs. Paul Goldschmidt, um, Marcel Azuna, Dexter Fowler, you got to think, will play himself out of a game, out of a job. That's Tyler absolutely. O'Neal's job, and he's yeah, going to take it. Yadier Molina is your everyday catcher considering they traded away his competition in uh, Carson Kelly um, and Harrison Bader. I mean, I skipped over Colton Wong, but whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and a very, very good rotation. Very suspect, though. The, a lot of question I, I'd marks. Say, I'd say solid with the potential upside to be really good. Yes. Dakota Hudson, like him a lot. Miles Mikolas, solid. Jack Flaherty could be an ace. Uh, he, he, yeah, lots of uh, you know, lot, yeah, a lot of regression. Fantasy stuff. darling, Jack Flair. Yeah, um, the rotation is very good. I mean, the uh, the 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 bullpen is is very good. Uh, a lot of interesting arms out there will will hinge on the health of Andrew Miller. Um, overall, just a very very good team. Eighty eight and a half is again a very tight number. Uh, the more I look at this team, the more I want to say over on Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like the Cardinals a lot, um, but I think Pittsburgh and San, there's I think them I think Milwaukee and St. Louis are that much better than the other teams. Um, I think I want to I think I'm going to take the under though, eighty and a half. That's that's a high number. That's a really high number. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I I will go over slight over, very slight over. Okay. Um. I think they can get right around to ninety ninety one, um, and um, yeah, with 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 the you know the the top three teams here: Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis. Um, I think you're going to see a similar thing happen to what you see in the NL East, where they're just going to beat up on each other a little bit. Um, it's too bad what happened to Carlos Martinez. That would completely have changed this team. He'll probably come back as the yeah. closer. 
they're expecting him they're expecting him to come back in in a bullpen role yeah, yeah which could you know honestly could could be you know a best case scenario for everybody mm-hmm. really yeah. uh depending on um how the rest of those arms work out and you know what what the status of Flaherty is at the time um if Wainwright and and, and Waka can stay healthy um yeah uh it's interesting um I'm gonna go over uh, but again, I don't think it's a huge over. I think they're they're a, they're a very solid team. Um, yeah, I, I think right around ninety, maybe even ninety one, ninety two is is, is is the upper limit there. But um, I'd be very surprised if if one of these teams runs away with it in that division. Yeah, I think Milwaukee and St. Louis will be hanging around eighty five to ninety win, eighty five to ninety one wins, eighty five to ninety two wins um, together, and Chicago will be right behind them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll go over on Milwaukee now. I'm going over. I'll change mine <laughs> over, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under on St. Louis. I think 88 is pretty good for them, um, but <laughs> it's tight. Uh, it's just that rotation. I'm just not sold on. Just from fantasy baseball research, Mikolas is not going to repeat what he did last year. Um, uh, Flaherty has some growing to do. He's going to be great. He, I do think that I think this year he's going to have some growing pains. It's going to cost the, this going to cost the Cardinals a little bit. And I think Adam Wainwright just cannot be counted upon to be a uh, regular part of the rotation anymore. So I, I'm going to give him the slight under, cause I do think they're going to be in for a little bit of pain this year. That's going to keep him from being one of the truly elites. But I think, you know, they'll head into the playoffs as, as a, as a pretty strong contender. If, if everything shakes out, right. That's my that's my speech on the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, <laughs> Sam, don't, Sam, Sam, Sam don't hate me. into a into a microphone. I think right he now. kind <laughs> of agree. I think you'd agree with me that eighty eight and a half is a damn good number for them. Um, yeah, and well, I I think he's in the same boat uh, as the two of us. Where we will constantly undersell our teams. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think he'll be yeah. he'll be fine with that. But secretly, he's hoping they get like they rip off like ninety eight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if everything if everything rolls for if Paul Goldschmidt is Paul Goldschmidt and uh, uh, O'Neill comes up and smashes the way he does, Flaherty mm. takes a step forward. Dakota comes back. Um, Dakota comes on strong. I mean, they could be a dominant team. Um, anyway, moving into the NL West, the last teams uh, that we're going to go over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they lost. You know, they obviously lost Paul Goldschmidt and AJ Pollock and Patrick Corbin. And they did not bring anything in. Uh, they got Luke Weaver in the trade, which is an interesting. Well, I mean, they got some young pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for like 2019, like help. I mean, Luke, Luke oh, Weaver okay. is still somewhat interesting. Um, you can't give uh-huh. up on him yet. They brought in Adam Jones randomly to steal playing time from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they won 82 games last year. Their over-under is 75.7. They're not a bad team. Um. That's, I, I kind of, I mean, we can go over them a little bit here. I'm willing to say they're a bad team. You, you're willing to say they're a bad team? The, I think they're, I think, uh, I think that Zach I think Greinke they're capital, I think is, they're lowercase b bad, but yeah, I don't think they're, <laughs> they're certainly not good. I mean, Zach Greinke's um, underrated. Robbie Ray's all right. Zach Godley's due for a pretty decent bounce back. Luke Weaver's not bad. Merrill Kelly's whatever. Um, <sighs> I mean, listen, that, uh, Granky, Granky, uh, 
I mean, he's very up and down. If if he's if he's good, he's great. And when he's not great, he is kind of just you know a solid. He's not like a lights out ace. And when he's not having his you know every third year like great year. Um, and he's getting older. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure his velocity dipped a little bit last year. It, dips, uh, um, it does. It dips. It's funny. It's, it dips every year. But uh, his yeah. last two years, after his first year uh, with the Diamondbacks, where he had, um, where he, uh, I know he only pitched like a half a season. Um, he had like a four three ERA. The last two years, he had almost identical seasons: three two zero ERA, three two one ERA, with a K per nine around nine. Uh, pitched 202 innings, 207 innings. He quietly has been incredible, um, and just um, at his, you know, at, at his age, uh, a little underrated. But now I take a look at this lineup. It's just that's what I mean. Like, who in that lineup is really going to reliably drive in runs for them? I mean, everyone wants to say David Peralta, but again, everything suggests that his numbers are going to regress pretty terribly. Yeah, this is a bad team, folks. I'm sorry, Okay, Eric. see, there we go. There Kettle we go. Marte, Eduardo yeah. Escobar. We got there. Steven Souza can't stay healthy. Jake Lamb is not what everyone was hoping was going to be. Wilmer Flores, if he gets every day at bats for you fantasy folks, will be interesting. Uh, but 75.7, you know, it's not a bad number for them. Like, you know, all the rest of them. I would say that I'm going to take the under, though, because I think that a couple of the other teams are probably due for a couple more wins than they've been given. Yes, I am taking a pretty easy under here. Um, again, just because, yeah, like you said, I think some of the other teams, their numbers are a little skewed here. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Arizona is not a good team. I think they are going to be lucky to win 70 uh, this year. Um, and honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me if you see Granky get dealt. Um, like, what, what's the reason they would really want to keep him well, around at this they point? Only, the only reason they can't trade him is because he still makes about a kabillion dollars. <laughs> I mean, if they eat some of that money, they could find a spot. Oh, for if they're him. not, if I mean, they like, don't eat some of the money, um, they can in t- just take back some moderate prospects. Then they'll definitely mm-hmm. be able to find. I mean, the, the Phillies yeah. would be a perfect spot for him to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going under. Right, Col- Pretty easy Colorado, under. they won 91 games last year um, and didn't really lose a whole lot. Adam Adovino um, took off uh, for the Yankees uh, for tons of money, and DJ LeMahieu also went to the Yankees, but they didn't really care because they have a slew of second-base options, uh, and uh, they didn't really mind. They brought in Daniel Murphy. He would be playing first base. This guy could hit for the batting title and lead the league in doubles in Coors Field. Um, that is a great signing for them. Assuming health, yes. Yeah, yeah. Assuming health, which he—I mean—he's completely healed from the thing that kept him out last year. Um, so I'm just gonna—I am gonna assume health for the sake of you know at least the the, the discussion. Charlie Blackman's due for a little bit of a bounce back. He's uh, and he's gonna lead off in theory. Um, if Garrett Hampson ends up being the second baseman, he may be the leadoff guy. But right now, that's slated to Ryan McMahon, who Colorado said was the guy to beat. And he has actually been the best hitter in spring training. Um, so their lineup is, is 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 lined up to be Blackman, Nolan Arenado with his new contract, Daniel Murphy, mm-hmm. Trevor Story, who had one of the quietest 
MVP seasons that you'll ever see, and no one talked about. Everyone's talking about Javier Baez. Trevor's story was he's just still as good. also being underdrafted, by the way, in my opinion. Oh, highly underdrafted. Uh, David Dahl's finally gonna hopefully get some um, everyday at bats. Ian Desmond, for as terrible as he was, still had a 2020 season. Uh, Ryan McMahon and then Chris Iannetta. Um, the rotation's not bad for, you know, it's Colorado, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Jerome Marquez is a, is a tremendous pitcher. Kyle Freeland is, is basically like um, a Dallas Keuchel light, but unfortunately he's pitching in, uh, in Coors Field. Um, John Gray is, is a complete enigma. His peripherals show that he should be an all-star, but he, I think, gets in his own head, and once he gets into bad situations, he kind of lets up and just he kind of lets, you know, when it rains, it's pours for, for Gray. But he has the ability to bounce back. Um, they have a very, very, very good team. Um, go ahead. Yeah, uh, um, I, I like the team a lot. Um, if I was running this team, I would be hitting five balls to Garrett Hampson in center field every day until he could just take that job from Desmond. Um no, I'm with him. Uh, um, they de- they definitely would need. It would be ideal if they get Desmond out of that lineup. My God, what a bad sign! It was a bad signing the day they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eighty four and a half. Ga- uh, Eighty four and a half games. I mean, Arizona and San Francisco are going to be two of the worst teams in the league. Um, San Diego's improved. L A is obviously still L A. Uh, but I think L A got bad. Got worse. To a degree where Colorado got a little better, I at eighty four and a half, I'm I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the over. I think they can flirt uh, pretty easily with with their total from last mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, losing losing a pitcher leaving Colorado is never going to be enough to 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 throw off their their win totals um, by more than like one or two. Um, you know, as long as the hitters are all staying there, and they are. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, good. there's a lot of really good hitters in that lineup, obviously. Um, I do agree that I think Blackman is due for a little bit better uh, results than what he was getting last year. Uh, Murphy, if, like, he's, like we said, if he can stay healthy, um, is still an excellent hitter. Um, and you throw him into cores, I mean, it's... it's, it's um, a bit unfair. Um, I mean, imagine you're an opposing pitcher. You're at Coors Field, and all, let's just say all these guys are banging on all cylinders. Back to back to back, you're facing Blackman, Arenado, Daniel Murphy, Trevor Story, and David Dahl. I mean, that is like a nightmare. Yeah, and you know, Dahl's still a little, a little bit of an unknown quantity, um, but yeah, ton of skills there, and and you know, should do really well. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I'm taking the over. I think they're going to be right around, uh, honestly, where they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with I you. Think they could e- easily get there again. Uh, speaking of where they were last year, the Los Angeles Dodgers won 92 games, and they lost Matt Kemp, Alex Wood, Yasiel Puig, Yasmani Grandal, Manny Machado, Brian Dozier, and possibly Clayton <laughs> Kershaw. Yet their over under is 93 and a half. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I could go through the entire team, but I'm going to render my verdict of under unequivocally right now. There's no way this team reaches 93 and a half. Um, They have such question marks in the starting rotations at all time. Rich Hill got a blister while listening to this podcast. Clayton Kershaw, (laughs) we don't know what to expect. 
Um, they're going to slide in the savior, Ross Stripling, who we don't know what to make of if he'll actually, when he actually pitches for an entire season, if he does. Hunjin Ryu mm. is really good for a half a season. Um, Kenta yeah. Maeda is fine, and Walker Buehler is great, but he is a sophomore. We'll see what he does. I'm actually confident he will be fine and probably not slip up. I like Walker Buehler quite a bit. but um, Yeah, I like him a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, they're, they're, they'll probably have him on a limit. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've they had. I would imagine with the uh, the way things played out with Arias, they they, they want to baby Bueller a bit and uh, protect him and uh, see if they can get both those guys healthy for you know a long time in that uh, to be the top of their rotation. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean they they still have um, a pretty solid you know bullpen there. Uh, you know, Jansen slipped a little bit uh, for stretches last year, but um, ended up still being, for the most part, Kenley Jansen. Um, yeah, their bullpen should be yeah, good enough. Just, good enough. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot, there's just so many question marks in this lineup. I mean, Pollock, he needs to stay healthy. Seeger, you know, I, I'm not worried long term about him, but, um, you know, Turner. There's some question marks there. Bellinger, he's a very streaky guy. Muncie, is he really who he was last year? Um, you know, Taylor, you don't really fully know what to make of him. Peterson, he's in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, this team just loves to to platoon guys. Mm-hmm. So um, this isn't even really going to be their their full time you know lineup that we're going through. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the under. I just, I don't understand. I guess my concern is, where are they getting this 93.5? Like, where do oh, they think that's coming I mean, they from? lost all those players. I mean, they're, they're getting Seager back, and they're getting Pollock. And I don't, yeah, I don't understand where they get the over-under from, to be honest. I mean, Pollock, you can assume bad health. You actually can. Um, because he's not actually... It's funny, you're saying injury-prone. He doesn't have any injuries that actually correlate to each other. So he's more cursed, kind of like Rich Harden, the old A's pitcher. He never had no. injuries that actually involved other injuries, but he's always just made of glass. Justin Turner is similarly uh, has, has injury issues. Um, I think Corey Seager's fine. Cody Bellinger has a legitimate platoon problem. They say they're not going to do it, but, I mean, this guy needs to learn how to hit uh, both sides of the plate Um or, you know, he, he, he showed that he had a real uh, weakness last year. Max Muncy, for anyone to assume last year is going to um, repeat, as a, is in for a rude awakening. Um, and Jock Peterson, I mean, I think he'll end up being traded, uh, possibly even to a team like the Mets, uh, a team that needs a center fielder that can play. Uh, they, have, they have Alex Verdugo in the minors, and he is very good. So he'll, he's going to find his way up onto this team at some point. Um, it'll probably be at the expense of Peterson, but, um, yeah, 93 and a half bonkers. <laughs> so way, way under, uh, for this, uh, for this team, especially with all the, uh, the bullpen or the, uh, the rotation concerns. Yep. San Diego, they spent a little bit of money, which by the way, I predicted, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I predicted from uh, from right after the winter meetings that the San Diego Padres would sign Manny Machado. And they did. And I was dead serious. Check my Twitter feed. I love it. And I'm very proud of it. <laughs> um, they won 66 games last year. Because <laughs> uh, not only were they not very good, but they also had a lot of injuries. Um, this year, they, uh, they pick up uh, Garrett Richards, who is still injured. Uh, but they do have um, Manny Machado. Um, and they brought in Ian Kinsler. 
Uh, Wheel Myers is now healthy. We have even year Eric Hosmer, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. or odd year Eric Hosmer, I should say. Um, it's a weirdo team. I mean, the the lineup is so much better with Machado just in the middle of it. I mean, Ian Kinsler, Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, Will Myers, Hunter Renfro, Franchi Cordero, Luis Harris, and Austin Hedges. Obviously, they have Hedges and Francisco Mejia, the best man, will win. Um, Ian Kinsler, that'll end up being um, Urias at some point, because Tatis will find his way up probably in June. Um, mm-hmm. The big thing with them is the starting rotation. Joey Lucchesi, Chris Paddock, who's been a monster this spring. We'll see how that holds up. Matt Strom, Eric Lauder, and Robbie Erlin, who is actually one interesting uh, one interesting pitcher. I have a stat here I wanted to actually pull up. I talked about it, actually, on the starting pitching episode. Uh, if anyone listened, um, it was a, you know, a lengthy one. We talked about him towards the end. Uh, but... Um, let me see if I can actually pull this up here. You want to talk about the Padres while I try to find this? Yeah, I you know it's they're they're in a similar situation um, with some better big league talent um, to Toronto, uh, where they just the, they just have the prospects looming. It's the prospects looming, and that's what's going to really they're they're building for the future right now. Um, they've accelerated that timeline a bit with that Machado signing, but yeah. Um, this is another team that I think could be really fun to watch while they lose games, because um, again, like they're going to have to hit the hell out of the ball um, to to make up for that uh, rotation. Um, really, that that bullpen is a, is a lot of question marks there too. Um, but man, uh, yeah, that uh, the the. There's there's some really interesting pieces in there like Will Myers if he's healthy like you said is a, is a really intriguing player uh, Renfro has uh, a lot of kind of you know late round uh, fantasy buzz uh, just for the power uh, Cordero is an interesting player um, so that with that outfield having Myers and Renfro and Cordero and Fran Mill Reyes and Manuel Margot I mean how they haven't made a trade with Cleveland yet is mind boggling. They have so much young talent that they don't need and they need a starting pitcher so badly. Um you think yeah, a fit I mean, will happen I think eventually. They, I honestly think they just don't care this year. I mean like I think this is just gonna be a year where they get everybody playing together and yeah, they'll maybe they'll bring up um, you know, some of the some of the kids from the you know, from the farm and as the season progresses just to get them uh, some exposure. But I think the plan is to kind of do whatever this year and really make some moves for 2020 and, and really get after it then. Oh. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as their wins, uh, seven, eight and a half, that's, that's, a, that's a big improvement. Um, I, I think they'll be close to that. Um, I th- I'm taking. I, I, I mean, I am. I am taking the over. I, I think they're. In, I think they can get there. I actually give them right now. I'm actually going to give them like an 82. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think just based on. I think they're going to hit. Man, yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to go. And they will. They will be getting. Uh, they will under. be getting on top I'm, of possibly making a trade. They will be getting Denilson Lamette back at one point as well. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna go under just because I, I I don't think uh, there's 
I, I just don't think I can't see it for them this year. Uh, I, I think they're going to be. Gonna, I'm not going to argue with you about it. <laughs> I don't feel strongly, yeah. but um, I, I do. I do want to take the over. <laughs> I think they'll be right around like 75, 76. Okay. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm perfectly willing to give those few wins to hit, get them to the under to uh, to Colorado to get uh, them to the over. So <laughs> I'm actually taking them from San Francisco, but we'll talk about that next. Yeah. Um, here's yeah. that stat I want to talk about: Miles Mikolas uh, last year, 18.1% K percentage um, and 3.6 walk percentage. So 18.1, 3.6. Robbie Erland, 20.1. K percentage, 2.7 walk percentage. So advantage Erlen in both Ks and walks. Um, Mikolas with a 3.93 Sierra, Erlen with a 3.52 Sierra, um, and then Mikolas with a 107 whip, Erlen with a 114. So advantage Erlen in Ks, walks, and Sierra. Um, Mikolas with a slightly lower whip. The big difference between the two, like why does everyone think Mikolas is great and everyone thinks Erlen sucks? Mikolas had a 2.83 ERA and Erlen had a 4.21. Um, it's just this is a, a very good staff for fantasy baseball, but um, and a guy pitching at Petco, Robbie Erlen is an interesting guy. <laughs> He's um, if if things kind of swing his way or even go lucky for him, you could be looking at a pretty sneaky dude to help out this uh, this squad. So it's just um, it's just more of an interesting stat in general. This shouldn't sway someone one way or the other on the Padres prospects, but um, just that's uh, that's crazy as far as being educated on what little value ERA truly has as a stat. <laughs> Yeah, and you gotta imagine if if you're a pitching prospect and you can you have your pick of uh, home fields to throw 81 games in, uh, yeah, you, you want to go to San Diego. Yep. All right, the last team up on the list is the San Francisco Giants, who if they had signed um, Bryce Harper would have still finished in last place. They won <laughs> 73 games last year, um, and they. Oh, their over-under is a 73.5. They lost no one. They've gained <laughs> no one. Uh, no one worth talking about, anyway. Um, it's it's really weird how completely fine they were with just staying staying exactly who they were. I mean, uh, credit to them for being loyal to their guys, but, um, you know, what's, what's the plan here? Hey, I don't, do you want to know what this is what the plan? Doing. I mean, Giants fans listening, I'm sorry. But this is your absolute best case scenario for this season. Are you ready? You're over under 73.5. Your best case scenario is for Buster Posey to, to look great so you can trade him. It's for Brandon Belt to look great so you can trade him. It's for Evan Longoria to look great so you can trade him. And it's for Madison Bumgarner to look great so you can trade him. <laughs> You, your goal is to trade everyone on your team who's who has any kind of service time behind them. Joe Panic, you want to trade him. Brandon Crawford, you want to trade him. You want to trade everyone. Derek Holland, Jeff Samarja. If there's a market for a player, you want to trade him. You want to end. You want to go into next year with as few players from this year on your team. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it is funny because you just you look at the lineup. There's a lot of at one time useful guys here, and um, not so much, not so much. Um, <laughs> From a fantasy standpoint, yeah. oh. the best the, the player I'm mo- most interested in on this entire team is Mac Williamson. 
Oh, you, oh, you got to love Williamson's power potential. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh my God, this team um, sucks. Seventy-three and a half under, under, under. They're like the Marlins. <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not Marlins bad. They, they actually have major league players. They're just all old and past their primes. <laughs> well, they're, um, oh yeah, okay. They're not Marlins bad, but you know what they are? They're really, freak, really freaking bad. They are bad. Um, yeah, uh, I'll go under. I mean, there's no really need to drag this out. They're not a good team. Oh God, so, I mean, Madison Bumgarner, I feel bad. I don't see him being good again ever. I just, I mean, last year when he came back, I, I had high hopes. And he's just yeah. not the same guy. One of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Um, I, I'd love to see him throw together one more, just one last um one last Bumgarner season, just because you know, even I, I am not at all a Giants fan. Um, I, you know, not to say that I've like actively rooted against them. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I, I hated Barry Bonds, so I did actively root against um, the Bonds Giants. But uh, the Bumgarner Giants, um, you know, very entertaining guy. I, I really like Bumgarner um, as, as a player, um, and I, I really want him to have just one last really really great Bumgarner year. I'd love for it to happen. Um, I don't think it's going to, but, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, Matt, you know? <laughs> hey, remember I told you the uh, the mark of a really bad team is um, the I said the Orioles were carrying three Rule 5 guys on their roster. Yeah. San Francisco's <laughs> carrying two. Um, I'll yeah. give the team a pass for one because anyone can carry one because you can just see how he does. If he does bad, you ship him away. If you're carrying two, you are a bad team. Yeah, that's all. Fair enough. San Francisco. Very, very stinky. All right. Well, um, that does it for all the recaps. I mean, going through division by division, what are, uh, real quick, our, our big people that we thought the numbers were really off on in the American League East, we thought they were pretty fair, I think, right, for the most part? Uh, I mean, I was considerably more underwhelmed by Boston this year than you are. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think for the most part um, – we were we were pretty uh, on board with most of those. Uh, we think uh, still. I thought the AL Central they were pretty dead on with those. Uh, nope. AL West. Um, I think overall, I think those were very good numbers. Um, I thought they were pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, the NL East. I thought the Washington. They're a little. I think Washington's definitely high. I think they're a very good bet to take the under yeah. on is Washington. Is one of the better yeah. ones you can you can take one on. Um, yeah. I think Atlanta is actually a pretty good under as well, um, in my opinion. And and then over in the central. Um, well, now this is interesting. So I, I guess we're just expecting all of that to go to New York because if we're saying Atlanta is a pretty safe under, we're saying Washington is a pretty safe under. Uh, we both went under on Philly. Like granted, I think we were both close on. Philly, I think I think Philly's a trap bet. I think they're right where they should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so just I, I'm just thinking because we did both go over on New York, but I, I guess we would both be like they don't they don't necessarily have to go to New York because these the wins no, could be no, going to just it's other true. teams and other divisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, the NL Central, I I feel that the Cubs are a pretty good under. Um, I just I don't know. I mean, uh, the more I look at it, I just don't I just don't like that team much. Yeah. And I, I um, do you want to take a third crack at Milwaukee? Let's Milwaukee see over. 
I'm sticking <laughs> with it. I like I like them over. Um, but I think the easiest uh, the easiest bets I think are Washington under. My two favorite bets are the Washington under and the Dodger under. Yeah, um, Dodger under for me and uh, Boston under. Boston under, okay. And there's still a couple of uh, where Keuchel and Kimbrel end up could actually end up changing these uh, because depending on where they do end, if they ended up on a Philly. Uh, or of, of uh, Kimbrel ended up going to Boston, um, you know, or you know, people that could really use him. That I think I could kind of sway things one way or the other. I'll say this: after having watched Kimbrel the last few years, good luck, whoever signs. <laughs> well, him. the regular we're is, talking regular season. It's we're talking we're talking regular season. No, even regular season, he's a nightmare. Like he is not who he used to be, and like you know, nobody would expect him to, given his age and and, and the mileage that he's got on his arm, uh, and and the pitching profile he has, but. All right, lie lie detector time. Craig Kimbrell has signed a one-year deal with the Boston Red Sox for, I don't know, $20 million. Are you not, like, jumping for joy? No. Really? No. Talk to any real Red Sox fan. Just a one-year deal to not have to have Barnes and Brazier uh, let them set up? No. I I would think you'd love that. No. No one wants to deal with him anymore. Just the, the 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 number of times we've seen him just uh, get out there, just put two guys on, just and and on nine pitches, um, is it, just too much. And then it's just you you are terrified <laughs> like every single pitch for the rest of the inning. It's not you're, fun. You're you're describing um, how most MLB fans feel about their closer. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get that. Um, but also like most MLB fans describing that closer aren't talking about a guy making the money that Kimbrel is and has the name like recognition that Kimbrel does. Oh, absolutely. Does. I don't think you're much more willing to accept that kind of experience from uh I don't know, just uh, another random, you know, hard-throwing closer um than you are from, you know, Craig Kimbrell or, you know, some of these other like big name guys. Like you like when you, you know, when Chapman's had his stretches of of you know, ineffectiveness or, or shakiness, you know, like if it was any other guy throwing, you know, throwing, you know, missing, you know, the zone like he, like he has and having the issues, it's not, you know, you get annoyed, but it's not like you don't assign the same level of anxiety to it just given his name. Yeah. And yeah, no, again, I wish the best for Kimbrell. I appreciate what he did for Boston. I will, I'm sure 20 years from now, think back very fondly about the time that we spent with him. But uh, yeah, I've we all had enough. Every single Red Sox fan had enough of that experience. All right. Well, I do agree that uh, the <laughs> amount of money he was searching for was always laughable and never thought he would get it. Yes. But um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what he ends up doing. It'll be interesting. It's getting really late in the game. Um, anyway, so that does it for the over-under show. If anyone's uh, placing bets, I mean, it's it's legal like so many places now. So uh, you know they're gonna be starting uh, play. They're gonna start taking bets at major league games now. There'll be kiosks where you can bet on like what's gonna happen in certain at bats. Which I'm, I hope that there you can do it for like pennies and stuff because I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be addicted. <laughs> it's I'm wild. Gonna be, I'm gonna that be addicted to it. To um, but anyway, uh, yeah. If you want to uh, talk to me on Twitter about some baseball, you can reach me at Matt Williams at M A T T W I seven seven I A M S. Scott, where can everyone reach you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at S-M-I-C-H underscore five. All right, everybody. Thank you for sticking through the long two-hour podcast about oh, baseball. So over I'm unders. sorry, everyone. Uh, we will talk to you later. Enjoy the baseball season. I need the truth. I need Good luck. Found this podcast with all of it, but what they call it?
Turn two. Turn two. What it do? Wind leaps. Catch out. Catch out.